Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. T-R-P-E. The realest podcast ever, realest podcast ever. Two brothers bringing thinking on the second level. Music, sports, fashion, politics, and the streets. The best two hours out of every week. YDN, dinosaurs, and YBODs. Real talk every time, this is what you need. We just out here popping shit. It's your boy C. Diddy, and Matt makes me sick. T-R-P-E, T-R-P-E, go. T-R-P-E, T-R-P-E, go. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Jim Boomy. Once again, we are back. Oh, man, that's really loud. That's let's, let's knock that down. It's like you're here sitting here messing with the volume. We, me and Matt are sitting here messing with the volume controls. We trying to get this shit right. <laughs> per our weekly. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, this is low. This is bad. And not realizing like there's an output because of the intro is being played from a different source. Then we come in loud as shit, scare our fucking selves. But here we are. I don't know why they get messed with. Like every, It's like we're the only ones that have to come in and readjust the shit. Every single time. The shit was off just now. Yeah. The master volume was off. Uh, episode 78. Yeah. Realest podcast ever. It's your host, C. Diddy. I'm Matt. That's Matt. Matt with no social media. I almost came back on uh, Instagram <laughs> yesterday. I almost did. I Yo, be glad you didn't. You wasn't on Twitter yesterday. Niggas went full tilt nigger yesterday I, I, on the timeline, <laughs> yo. You can't never go full tilt nigger, yo. Full on, Full dog. on, like putting the hits on people, sliding through blocks, <laughs> posting videos. Oh, I'm out here. What's good? <laughs> like... You know how Captain Crunch is for black people. And then it's Captain Crunch with the berries for like niggers with a AS. Then it's like <laughs> the Captain Crunch all berries is like full on niggers. Yeah, like, you that, never go all berries. That shit went all berries yesterday. It's like, no, nah, fuck the Captain Crunch. I want all yeah, berries. Like when, it, when there ain't no crunch from the captain <laughs> in the boat, it's just all berries. That's where niggas went Yo, yesterday. Niggas went there yesterday. I saw man. some of them posts that was coming through. I'm like, what the fuck is happening over there? Nigga said, bitch, you, you wanna meet your you wanna go be with your baby father? Say, hold on, what's going on here? Yeah, her, <laughs> hold on, just her, a second. Yeah, her, her baby father's dead. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, no, nah, this is this too real for me. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I gotta get off the timeline. Yeah, my I'm, I'm scrolling, listen, right? I'm such a fucking asshole. I'm going through that shit. Scroll. I'm scrolling so carefully, like on their pages, yeah. trying to make sure I don't like nothing or retweet nothing. Because now I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> next, the next joke will be, where are you at? I'm pulling up. <laughs> no, don't pull up, please. Please, dirty, dirty uptown niggas, stay where y'all at. I just, I just don't see how y'all be ready to go there over, over anything, over anything for <laughs> real, for real. But Twitter. Instagram, whatever have you, it just chick said something to the effect that like, yeah, I just got out of jail. You know what I'm saying I'll go back. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> this, this shit getting too real for me. When the chicks is ready to go to jail, yeah. it's different. It's different, different. Yeah, they went all berries yesterday. All berries, <laughs> though. I uh, I did the 54 the other day, man. The black community is just. It's it's in trouble. Like no, I'm not even. This ain't like no jokes. This ain't the funny part like of this sidebar. This ain't the funny part of part. Like we, I, <sighs> niggas really be cool with like hitting the streets. Like Carl said, with for nonsense, like absolute 
unequivocal straight gladiator mode. Straight nonsense. Like 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 I I, I really just this this whole week just had to have like a heart to heart with myself. You know what I'm saying? And I really just made the decision that this is my last year of driving. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I'm not coming out to be around this shit. Any, it, it's just, it's unbelievable. The attitude, the, 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 uh, what do you say about Bane? Look at the ferociousness. Like, that, like, <laughs> like, look, like, how do y'all hit the street with this much vigor and this much attitude for nothing? Like, not... Anything else, and this is why I like a lot of the calls, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about today kind of just get brushed to the side because nobody takes us serious. You know what I mean? We don't take us serious. Listen, like, I, tell, I, I tell people at least once a month on Twitter, I'll be like, yo, as a, I'll be like, listen, I got my shit together. Most of the people following me got their shit together, but as a whole, niggas are not to be taken serious. Like, we a big-ass joke. And somebody, are. some girl argued me down one day. I'm like, nah, you don't see this shit? You don't see this other fucking post? You don't see these news headlines? Like, niggas are not to be taken serious. And- uh, a couple years ago, a dude uh, was robbing a GameStop, and he shot a police officer that wasn't even working. Police officer boy just happened to go into the joint to get a game for his son. And I remember this hitting with an AK and like killed him. And like, dude wasn't on. He he was off duty. Like he just was leaving work, going to get a game for his son and just happened to walk into a robbery. And they hit him with an AK and killed him. And like, I saw the chick that I like work with was like posted the bull picture, like free to real. And like, it's just like, sis, take, no. take, take this down. This keep him and take this, you. <laughs> and, and, and we just got to like, we might not want to accept it because it's our friends, it's our cousins, it's our family members. I say this to my people all the time. You got family members you don't even trust or fuck with. So it's like, why is it so hard for you to just admit it to the world that motherfuckers is fucked up and fucked off and need to be where they at? And you need to try to try your hardest to, I ain't going to say distance yourself from your folks, but it's essentially what Killer Mike was saying on the breast. Like, you got to take the initiative to be better, to want to be better, to live up to these things that we come from. Like, it's cool to post the John with Pimp C like, uh, remember at the beginning of what's the song with Jay Z and uh Rick Ross uh from Magna Carta uh fuck with me you know Pimp C at the beginning of that like we don't don't get mad at the youngins because they like shiny things we all come from kings and that's our heritage people just don't know their history it's cool to post that it's cool to post Pimp C and all his little Jones like at the beginning that's what the rappers do now post yeah. him at the beginning of songs that make you seem thorough and shit but it's like it's the truth we come from kings and queens. Y'all don't live up to this shit. You'll post, oh, I'm I'm raising a young king, then go out in the street and fight over backwards. <laughs> it's like, this this ain't king and queen shit. Fight it, over it, homeless dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like full on bra. Full on bra over no, poor that, ass that, that, that nigga yeah. was just at my house yesterday. He, he, well, he was at my house two days ago. Bitch, what you want to do about it? That's another one. I could go into that. Like, I guess that'd be my y'all weird for the week. The, the the men who have children that don't raise their children. I do not understand how this shit, fuck it being an issue, fuck it being a problem. It's a full-on epidemic. That shit is like Ebola. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's killing folks. And it, it people don't realize these men that is out here don't have dads. These girls that are out here don't have dads. They're angry because of this shit. And they... It, it's nuts, and it's a vicious cycle that starts with you having three and four kids and not being in any of their motherfucking lives. Yeah. And then on the flip side, it's like I ain't putting the blame solely on niggas being, not being shit, but it's men who have children 
that they don't take care of that are in relationships with women. And it'd be like, sis, how? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you in a relationship with someone you know doesn't take care of his children? Like, how does like, your he, pussy even work? Like, this chick that I used to deal with, right, she was, uh... Think think about that if you was a woman. If me and you were... You, you, oh, you, that's, the, that's the wildest shit ever. You, you know what a man's job is supposed to be just from biblical. Yeah. To, like, j- to provide and protect. You don't provide, you don't protect. You're not even around. You're not even... Like, how do you, you as a woman, sphere. a nurturer, uh. the person who brings life into the world, you need the man for this. How do you see a man who doesn't do these things and you still are attracted? Even if you're attracted to him or like the way he talk, once you find out he has children... It should be over. Like... Yeah. Your your pussy needs a kill switch. Yeah. Some something. You need somebody else to have control of the, of the, of the master switch. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, nah, sis, this is probably not a good idea. It, it's it's so many issues that, yeah, this, that I, trickle down to the why these kids come outside and yeah. act like this. Like I was, why why I, these? I, you know, I didn't mean to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It's so many problems that it's like, Carl. Like you can't you can't even tackle one problem without going into. 38 other yeah. problems. You start opening doors and shit. Pandora's and box. Like, you never know where, where, you know where this shit's yeah, going to go. You don't know exactly. where you're going to end up at. But yeah, I was trying to say, I had this girl that I used to deal with for like two years, whatever like that. We was on like, a, I would consider a serious relationship. And um, she had two kids and um, two beautiful kids, a, a son and a daughter, real smart, good looking, bright kids, whatever like that. And she used to tell me all the time, like, yo, like their dad, which was her ex-husband, do not fuck with my kid. Like, don't do nothing for his kids. Like, he don't do shit. Like, because I don't want to be with him or I don't want to allow him to like... And that's really what it be. I don't want to allow this nigga to lie to me and cheat on me. that hurt. And I decided to leave. Like, no, he don't have... And the thing is, the nigga got like six kids. So it's like, yo, you in a situation where... Whoever he deal with at the time, these my kids. Even if they not his biological kids, whoever house I'm living in or wherever I'm paying the bills at, these my kids. Fuck them other kids. And it's yeah. like, bro, like, your son look like you. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Your son idolized you. He still think he because he's so young. He still think that you, you about to show up. Yeah, and he bring thinks something. that he's, he yeah. think he's still holding out hope that you better than what you are. Your daughter getting to an age where she older and she's fucking smart as shit, and she's starting to realize like yo, my dad like a nut ass nigga. Like yeah. he don't fuck with me and. You're just never around, and you promise them shit, and you don't show up, and this and that, and it's just like, it's like, yo, how can you be around children, like, smart, beautiful, intelligent children, and not feel some sort of compassion for them, let alone them be your fucking kids? I I catch myself doing it with children from people I know who have children. Like, I catch myself overly caring, and did he eat today? What's up with little man? Like, and I, I be like, wait, I don't have kids. Yeah, you know what I Listen, mean. Listen, I'm coming to the crib every Saturday after the club, whatever. I'm bringing. Oh, get get young boy some sneaks. Get uh, your, oh. get your daughters. Get huh? There's some money for your daughter. Get her whatever, whatever. If she need like, because I'm around, I'm here. I'm, yeah. I'm in and out your crib. They're seeing me. It's like I need to do something. Like you a single mother. Like that. This is that's part of the package of yeah. dating women with kids. It is what it is. And any real man that got any type of sense of pride and any type of compassion is going to contribute in that situation if you really care about this woman. And I'd be on a tip like, what do y'all think this does to the community when it goes to like women going forward? You got a kid, two kids, three kids. 
you done left this guy because you felt like the relationship wasn't up to where you deemed the standards of it to be. Now he's angry and bitter, so he's like, I ain't, I ain't fucking with none of y'all then. Where do her trust levels go? Where do her expectation levels go? In, you know what I'm saying? That shit is severed. It's it, over. It, it ruins, like, yeah. everything. And then you turn around. Now I'm on a 54, and everybody's the fuck nuts. And it's like I'm the only one that's sane, and it's just like— What's happening? Why are we like yeah. dog, the 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 children? I'm talking about like six, seven, eight years old. They have a a mind state that's just not normal. You know what I mean? And you can tell the living situation's just awful, just beyond awful. And it's like all of this shit, like like trying to wrap it all up. That shit that happened at Brawl Noni the other day, that shit is a direct result of parents not fucking taking care of their kids. Parents not disciplining their It's, yo, my pop really 6'5 and bigger than me. So it wasn't but too crazy. It, I'm not afraid of you. I, I'm just not. I'm not afraid of Taylor. I'm not afraid of Jewel. No, like, none of y'all beat all y'all the fuck. That's how I look at you. But my pop Gotta just... think twice. <laughs> that, that, like, and I know, regardless of what happens in the street, if I'm wrong, I got to deal with that shit when I go home. So it puts you in a proper perspective to where it's like, yeah, I like to laugh and like the joke. And we... I used to do... I got fucking suspended from school. And I had to get my ass whipped, though. And I know I got to eat that when I walk the fuck in the house. Yeah. I remember one time, yo, my curfew was 11 o'clock. Which was kind of lenient. I'm looking back on it. I was like 15, 16. My curfew was 11 o'clock. Me, Sean, and James. We was down uh, in my neighborhood. They had the dolphin and they had the snail, which was like the two, two little chilling areas and shit. We was at the dolphin. One of the chicks, I ain't going to say her name. She fucking, it was her, two of her friends. They like, yeah, let's go back to the crib, whatever, whatever. We went to the crib. And I'm looking as we go into the crib like, yo, it's 1045. Like, uh... <laughs> I'm playing games, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Got there. I'm talking about like 11, 11.30, 12 o'clock, 12. And I, I'm on the tip where like I can't even enjoy what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I'm about to get my head knocked off my fucking shoulders when I do. You're like, ah, is, like, you hedging like, do you, is this do, really going to be you worth know it? what it's like to be like you, you at a crib, got a chick on your lap, and like you want to, you know what I mean? But you just really on the tip like. I think I'm homeless. You know what I'm saying? Like, I low-key think I got to move this out. I think it's over after this. Because I know. Yeah, you had your shit in a little bag on a stick. So, <laughs> like hobo. so this is how weird we was. Shiz and Jay was like, yo, we going to walk you to the crib. I'm like, all right. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that's dope. These my homies. Like, they really going to walk me to the crib, make sure I'm good. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, they probably these pussies just want to see me get fucked up. They want to see me get fucked up, for sure. Dog, I came to the crib at, like, one something in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about, like, paid in full. Like, I put my key in the door hole. Door swung the fuck open. Room. I got yanked <laughs> into the house. Door slammed. My pop going the fuck off. Smacking me all upside my head. Go upstairs. Talk. My mom was straight crying. Yeah. Like bawling. Because I'm supposed to be here at 11. It's yeah. once I'm in the morning. You know, parents instantly. He's chopped yeah, into fucking yeah. pieces. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like she's in a meat locker somewhere. She straight called the house. <laughs> to ask if I was all right. <laughs> Papa, you got the dumbest fucking friends on earth. But dead ass like that. Like I had parents. You had a curfew. You had to be yeah. respectful of... If you... How dare you just be disrespectful in front of an elder and my parents hear about that? You know what I mean? You... And I, the young boys the other day, I had to, like, physically tell them to stop cursing. 
I'm talking about like 12 and 13 years old. Uh. Pussy, fuck out of here, dickhead. Did it, did it. And I'm like, yo, yo, y'all got elders sitting up here. Stop. He like, man, that bitch heard that. I'm like, yo, 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 young boy, stop. Like to the point where I'm ready to go to fuck. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm just like, how we get this disrespectful? Dads don't want to come the fuck home. And now yeah. it puts the mother in a position. Mother can't be a father, too. You just can't. It's hard enough being a mother. It's hard enough doing that. Yeah, when she got to work two jobs or whatever, three jobs sometimes. It's like she barely seeing her kids, it, but it's for the greater good. And she's doing what the fuck she can because if not, then we all homeless. And you see these young boys at 12 and 13 letting they fucking language fly. fly like They don't move out of older folks' way. Like, none of that shit. Yeah. The older folks get on the bus, like, with walkers. You physically got to turn and tell the young boys, yo, yo, can they get them seats right there? Damn, man, fuck. Like, they, like, really don't have a soul. Like, they're just, like, unconscious to what they're doing. So when you see them at 12 and 13 like that, then at 15, 16, they in a situation where they getting kicked out of school and taken out of school and handcuffs and all this old crazy mm-hmm. shit. Then you see them at 19 and 20, they on Twitter, on Brawnoni, talking about, we here, pull up. We the- want all the smoke. We want... It's 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 all right there. What and black it's like, youth need to realize, and they need to, and this needs to be imputed in them. I at couldn't a young, believe that shit that y'all. Yeah. I, I was just, I was like, I'm so glad I'm not on Twitter. That right shit blew now. my mind. What black youth need to realize, and what needs to be imputed in them at an early age, is that you're not going to get the same breaks that a young white teenager or a young Asian teenager is going to get. That when too. You, I ain't even talking you, about the legal When you start aspect, doing though. bullshit, like, yeah. and the shit that they be doing, that be mischievous and annoying and like just flat out dumb when you get to a certain age that shit is criminal activity and they're going to treat you like a criminal once they get you in that fucking legal system and you're going to have a different set of fucking problems and it's going to throw your whole fucking trajectory off because you just out here doing mindless nonsense with your friends not realizing you're breaking the law (laughs) and they're going to lock you the fuck up You will end up in grown man prison at 17, 18 years old, and you will have a whole different set of problems. Yeah. And it's either going to turn you into a fucking gladiator to where it's like now you really don't give a fuck about nothing because you institutionalized, or you're going to have to deal with almost like a Khalif Browder situation where it's like, yo, how the fuck did I end up here and I'm getting my ass kicked and all this crazy shit and all of the mental and physical implications that come with that. And just from being in the being in in some shit you ain't got nothing to be no business being in. And I don't want it to make it look like I'm looking down or 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 just picking on or whatever whatever, but I just it's all about being responsible. You know what I'm saying? Having responsibilities and living up to those expectations from the responsibilities. My dad didn't make a lot of money. He worked at the post office. You know what I'm saying? He had an okay job, government situation, I guess you could say, federal situation, whatever the fuck the, the post office is considered. He had a cool job. He had vacation time. We always went somewhere in the summer. And my pop is cheap. I still joke with him today. He's like the cheapest man on earth. But it's like he he was a, a pop. Like he was a real like man's man father. And that shit matters. I, I remember one of my homies back when I was in like ninth grade, he was saying this shit about when we were in Pepper. Because he was from Pasco Projects and he was just mom all over the place. Dad wasn't really around. He started hustling when we was like 12. You know what I mean? And I remember when he was selling a little weed and doing this, that, and third, he wound up getting arrested at school because he got kicked out of Pepper for the shit. You know what I'm saying? 
And but he was selling a little weed, whatever, whatever. And I remember he bought the Barry Sanders. You know what I'm saying? Those were like the hottest fucking sneaks on earth when we was transitioning from seventh to eighth grade. But I remember he was like so hyped to go to Footstop to get the Barry Sanders and shit. And I remember my mom and my dad telling me if I brought my grades up, right, they'd get me to Barry Sanders. And that quarter I got like all A's and B's. And they brought me both of them, the gray and white ones and the blue ones. And it's like, that's just how different our path was to the... Where it's like, you don't even realize, just just giving your kid a stupid-ass goal will make them shoot. You'll stay away from the goofy shit, but at the end of the day, my mom couldn't say that if, one, she couldn't afford it, if my pop... You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just, exactly. That's, that. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. That's part of being a parent and people don't realize that shit. It ain't about you no more. It ain't about Margellas and, and Gucci jackets for you. It's about putting for an uh, effort to make this young person the best person they can be. And a lot of these people that's just out here, they just out here. Yeah. The parents is just out here. So by nature and fucking circumstance, the kids is just out it's, here. And it's a whole other thing. It's a whole generation of people like that or part of a generation of people that don't have their kids. Like, they they even made a, a wrong left turn here or there and got addicted to perks or whatever the fuck and they living in a rooming house and their grandma got to take the kid and it's just like Real when quick, do you have your daughter? Did like, you watch you a, your son? Did you watch Abducted in Plain Sight? I, every time I sit down, did you I, watch like, it? I run around all day, so every time I go to sit down is like late at night, so I'm just like I'm not watching that shit like right now. Like I got to get myself like a Tuesday afternoon at like three o'clock to watch some shit like the that. craziest documentary you've ever fucking seen. But my sister the other day started telling me about another documentary situation she watched where the lady she had two daughters, one was ten, one was like six. She was trying to find them some dresses or whatever, whatever. So she went to the store. In the store, she meets a guy. He starts talking to her. Was like, you know, I, I got daughters myself, you know, whatever, whatever. My wife's actually coming to meet me here or whatever. And she was like, you know, I hope you look for some clothes with your daughters or whatever, which is kind of weird already. But she starts talking to him, whatever. She He starts helping her with the thing. So then she was saying how she was leaving that store and going to, like, the Walmart to look for some clothes over there. And he was like, oh, well, I can take y'all over there because, you know, my wife can just meet us at the Walmart, you know. I, you know, So uh, she agrees to get in the car with the guy. Seems nice enough guy. He takes them to Walmart. They get there. 
um, water in the Walmart, she wound up seeing something that she had liked and wanted to try on, but it was just him and him there. And, she, and he was like, well, I mean, I could wait here with the girls. You can go ahead and try it on. You figure my wife just called me. She's, she, and he was like playing like he was on the yeah. phone. She's like, he's like, yeah, my wife's coming off the bus, so she'd be in here in the next couple of minutes. You can go ahead. I'll sit right here and wait with them. She goes in the gym. He takes Thank the six. Kid. He takes. He didn't. He took the six year old. Oh shit! And left the ten. Ten year old too old. You know what I'm saying? He take the six year old. Dip wow. the fuck off. She come out the gym like, wait, what's going on? Ten year old. You know, she ten, so she not really like. And they all on the. They showed him just walking right out the Walmart with her and shit. They found he raped her, strangled her. They found her body like four hours later. Oh. And then they took the state took the ten year old girl from her from the mom. And she like couldn't believe it. And it's just like you left your. Children, like, you left your two children with a stranger, man. And it's just like shit be that insane. You know what I'm saying? Out here, it's just we live in trying times. I hate to keep, you know what I'm saying? Like, but some I watched that documentary the other day and my sister put me on to that. And I was just like, yo, people that the documentary The Abducted in Plain Sight is insane. The fucking neighbor was having an affair with the mom and the dad. And he had a fixation on a 12-year-old daughter. So he basically started fucking with the pop and fucking with the mom just so he could get to the daughter. Got to the daughter, kidnapped her, took her to Mexico, tried to marry her. They locked him up, brought the daughter back, uh. brought him back. They lived in, like, Idaho, and they were, like, Latter-day Saints. So they were pressing charges on him for kidnap and all that shit. Yeah. He got the mom and the dad to drop the charges so that— the the fact that he was having an affair with them didn't like come out into the town and shit. They dropped the charges and then he abducted the girl again. I'm just like, this is crazy. Are y'all the stupidest like, motherfuckers alive? Like, what? It's nuts. You're trying to protect your public perception so hard that it you are- almost feels so it almost feels like this is too made up. You know what I'm saying? That's how it feels. That's fucking nuts. Insane. Yo. The craziest shit I watched in a couple weeks, excuse me. <laughs> And I ain't even I ain't even getting all deep because you gotta watch yeah. it to see like the ends like it's just like what <laughs> what like that's what you, that's exactly what I said a good six or seven times like like what like yeah but that was that was my week the fifty four and then that holy shit, shit I, I just was like yo people really really need help and I know we can't change it not me and you sitting here with uh. two red cups it's just we can't do it you know what I'm saying but. I really liked what Killer Mike was saying on The Breakfast Club. Absolutely. And I guess we could start with that. Like, Killer Mike's interview is one of the best interviews I've watched from. Cause, and I, I I hate Breakfast Club interviews. Angela Yee tried her hardest to ruin oh, it. Oh, man. She was tried like, her she like on the hardest, side trying to double dutch her way in. Her hardest. She had one moment where she said something that was so dumb. I was just like, sis, what? Like, why I, are you here? I can't even remember what it was, but I, I was... I, It'll come to me eventually. I can't wait till her contract is up. But Killer Mike was basically saying, we've reached a point in society where black folks just don't... Fuck all the fake woke and the Twitter activism and all that bullshit. We've reached a point where black people just don't take pride in being black people. And buying black and, and, and all just that. Nepotism, like we up. talked about with the whole Dame Dash and Nick Cannon shit yeah. situation. You And I, when he said it, it made me... Like, even myself... It's like, damn, I do look at certain schools a different way because of, oh, it's a Catholic school. Oh, it's a private school. Right. Oh, it's a, you know, school. Like, I went, to, school. I went to Spruce Hill when I was young. We had to pay. That was a Christian academy. You know what I'm saying? And I remember just how different the schools was. I was talking to a friend about that recently. Like, I went to Spruce Hill up until sixth grade. And 
Seventh and eighth grade, I went to Pepper. I walked into Pepper in seventh grade, nigga. That shit was like dangerous minds. Like, <laughs> nigga, I'm talking about. Uh, I felt like Rabanga on Scarface. Like, I'm like, yo, this shit is pandemonium. Like, it wasn't nothing for a kid to tell a teacher, yo, suck my dick, Bruh, You tripping? It wasn't nothing to see. Not a, gonna a, suck your dick today, Tyvon. And, they, and the teacher straight <laughs> like that. You ain't even got one. Go get back to your classroom. Like, what the fuck is happening here? But. Me, it wasn't even about the school. I still got good grades. I was still reading. I still was going home and we just found out what the internet was. Like, I was still learning shit. And that was because my mom was a teacher. So it's like, I can't get but too fucking wild in this show. So it's like, yeah, Killer Mike was making total sense. You'll go to St. Maria or St. Patricia. And you'll be a saint. You'll literally be a saint. But my mother taught at King my, before she passed away. Yeah. She she was a, well. She didn't teach her. She was just when she got her second master's. She became a, a guidance counselor. But she worked at King High School. King. I don't know if you remember. My mom passed away in two thousand and two. In two thousand and four, that was where the teacher took the kid's cell phone and he broke the teacher neck. Yeah. Remember the teacher had the big halo yeah. on the news. And it's just like, yeah, you'll come to King and act like that. You'll break you'll the teacher's a teacher. neck over a cell phone in King. But that shit don't pop off at Roman Catholic. Mm-mm. That don't pop off at Hollahan. You know what I mean? And it, Killer Mike was making total sense. Black, you walk into a school named Booker T. Washington or George Washington Carver or Frederick Douglass or Marcus Garvey or, or whatever. W.E.B. Du Bois. Whatever. Bro. You supposed to live up to that greatness. Uh. But that shit's just not instilled in you from your, your home, from your community, right. from your friends, your, the people you're around. And I look at back in the day. I lived in Penrose, which people like to diss and all that. But I remember when they did the top 10 hotspots in Philly, our breezeway was on the list. That breezeway was like a $30,000 a day drug zone and shit, yeah. whatever, whatever. Them old heads out my way was making money, but they was respectful as shit. Somebody older walked through the breezeway, shut all that shit down, picked the dice up, back out their way. How you doing, Miss Mer? What's going on? These people now, it ain't none of that. It just ain't no genuine respect for humanity. And that's where we, like, losing and falling apart. And in a black culture, young black society, it's way worse than any. Like, uh, Killer Mike said it on there. He's like, I got Indian homies that get drunk, get high. They wild the fuck out. They be bugging. When it comes time for the wedding or for the party, they got that Indian shit on. I don't even recognize them. Because they know at the end of the day, they got a culture. They got a heritage yeah. they got to live up to. We just not like that. So, I mean, black people are... As a whole, are the most pe- are the people are the biggest minority group that are the most severed from their history and from mm-hmm. their past. We don't have no sense of pride. We don't know shit about shit. Nothing. We don't know that we invented everything. Niggas we don't really know- <laughs> hopping on ancestry.com like this. This this ain't yeah, it. They, like we don't know that we invented every they fucking it. thing. Like <laughs> they like, like they they don't we don't know where we from. We don't have no connection to you know our homeland. We don't we <laughs> like most people don't know who their great grandparents are. Oh. That's two generations ago. Dog. I always imagine like Ancestry.com, like you send it off and then like when they get in, they like, okay, man, can you African American? That's how I always imagine them. Just literally get well, they it. Said, they said you got to use African Ancestry.com. They said that one is, is more accurate. That'll trace your village. I guess. But it's just like we just it's, it's like we have so much culture and so much history. And, you know, part of it, the fact that we don't know it is because it's the curriculum is not there. Yeah, that but too. going back to what Killer Mike was saying, you have these fucking black schools and these black uh, and these affluent black neighborhoods that are teaching the fucking curriculum. And 
people either are not retaining it or they not paying it no fucking mind. They just like, oh, I just gotta get through the semester. Fuck this shit. Like, but but here here's my issue with what Envy was saying as opposed to Killer Mike. Right, my mother is what well, was God rest her soul was a teacher. She taught for. 18. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Years before she became a guidance counselor and still worked in yeah. the school system when she became a guidance counselor. Lee's mom is a teacher. I have friends that are teachers. Jill yeah. is a teacher. You know, like I watched my mother cry about her students before because her student didn't have a coat because her student didn't have anywhere to go during the summer because her her student was going through this one of her girls got wound up getting pregnant you know, you know what i'm saying yeah. they care they did like as much as we try to be like oh the public school system teachers ain't shit no they really sure. do care. and republican envy tried to make the tried to make the maga case like yeah. oh these teachers is underpaid they don't care and this and that but killer mike was like no but it's like you don't realize that like my mother crying because one of her students doesn't have a gun. i watched my mother go and buy her students clothes yeah like dead ass bringing home students clothes to wash them shit like that yeah and she go dealing with all of that in her off time. You know why she dealing with that? Because somebody parent not doing what the fuck they supposed to be doing. Yeah, because the father not around, the you, mother, you, the mother it, on it drugs. It all whatever. goes back to that shit, and people yeah. just don't want to accept it. So it's like I look at everybody I know, Carl, Love, Jules. You ha you have to be there. You know what I'm saying? Mall. It, it's like. Feek, I, just as a lot of motherfuckers I know who I see where it's like, yo, you you gotta be there. And I don't mean being an Instagram parent. Yeah. You have to be there. You have to like help. You have to like, even if y'all not gonna be together, cool. Y'all not gonna be together. Great. Yeah. Hope hope it work out for y'all. Y'all have to come together on the strength of we brought somebody in this world. So before it's Jill's responsibility at school, before it's the guidance counselor's responsibility after school, before it's you know, the old head down the block who going to be trying to trick off on her when she's 14. Before it's his, it's y'all responsibility. Absolutely. To make sure that this kid grows. Not grows like a dickhead. You know you can plant some shit and it grow bad. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. <laughs> grow sideways. Grow sideways. Shit falling, off shit all falling apart. <laughs> yeah. It's y'all job to figure it out. But, yeah. like, to, to haul off and just diss the, to say, oh, the public school system ain't shit. It's fucked up because I, I at times have had court myself saying that and acting like that. And it's like, no, it's 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 us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's the people. Because you have people that are there like your mom, like other like Jill, that really, really ca that care probably too much. Because my thing is, how would take the job home with? Them. How is it that I know somebody who's upstate right now for 35 years that went to main building? But I also know Steve Jenkins, who went to main building. He works for fucking the corporate office of Netflix. Right. Got a relocation package and is living great down south. They both went to not not like human sciences <laughs> right, or right. motivation. Main building. Main building. Yeah, your, your experience is going to be what you make it it's and what, how you it's, decide it's, to craft it's, it. It's like Killer Mike said it best. You have to take the initiative to show up to this fucking building and live up to that greatness. It's simple. Yeah. It's people I know who've gone to 
Like, I know a motherfucker who went to Masterman whose life is in fucking shambles for just dumbass decisions. Masterman was the toughest school to get into in Philadelphia. Yep. I don't know what it is now. If you forgot, I've been out of the school system for the last 15 years. And, and I ain't heard shit about it but in 15 years. People don't even realize Masterman was more difficult to get into than Central yeah. at one point. Like, it just was. Like, you really had to be Speaking the, of Central, shout out to Central. They just got ranked the number one uh, high school in the state. I know it was them. It was Central. Masterman and it's a school in I want to say Bucks County that they always was going back and forth for yeah. number one. But it's like, yeah, like you had to be the cream of the crop to get into Masterman. I remember like they wanted an essay for like fourth grade. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the hell I'm not write no essay. <laughs> the fuck? I'm barely learning cursive <laughs> over here. It's like, you know what they teaching us over this motherfucker? Duh. But it's like, yeah, nah, you you gotta show up and live up to that. So I really enjoyed the killer Mike. It was uh, fantastic. I thought it was great. And just a lot of the points he was hitting on, talking about his wife, down to them wanting to invest money and what like it was just it was a flat-out great interview. And yeah. I, I was a little upset with what NVS said, not because of the like the way it, it's funny. Social media can put weird spins on everything, and I hate it. So when I actually watched it, I got a little upset at what Envy was saying, but not because of what the initial— but, again, that my experience is different. Yeah. I more so thought about my mother, who was a public school teacher. I thought about Dina, who's a public school teacher. The kids, a couple years ago, set her up and tripped her, and she fell and broke her wrist. Damn. She's still teaching do you know how much how dedicated you gotta be to go through that and not just start smacking everybody yeah. and fuck all y'all? Yeah, 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 I'd have sued the school district and been out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but but, that's that, me. but but and she teach second grade. Well, she was teaching second grade. Now yeah. I think she's on fourth. She was teaching. These are seven year olds that come to school and is bad enough to do goofy shit like that. Yeah. Set her up. One got his leg out and back. Get her to back up and she trip and fall. And popped a wrist. Like, and at seven? What the fuck are you learning at, at home? At seven? You know this? That's That's wild. not the public school system, no, dog. fuck no. That's not. That's the home. That's the mom. That's the dad. That's the influence that he has from his brothers, sisters, friends, whoever the fuck live next door to be on the porch, whatever. That's some wild ass shit. That's some wild shit, right? So that's what, when Envy said that, it made me think of my mom, Dina, Jill. It made me start thinking about the people I know, Kalila, yeah. Derek. And, I mean, it, it, start, it made me start thinking about the people. And it, it's wild just how many, my brother-in-law is a teacher. His wife is a teacher. Like I said, uh, Lee mom is a teacher. My mom was a teacher. Jill's a teacher. Giselle's a teacher. I know so many fucking teachers yeah. that it's just like, yeah, that, that's what it made me start thinking about when Envy said I'm like, nah, dog, like... Public school teachers care. Yeah. They take that shit home with them. Like, people don't realize, like, it's it's very seldom do you have a job where you just don't take it home with you. You know what I mean? And that's where I had to get with the bus. Like, I had to literally get to the point where it's like, when I park the bus and put it in brake, I'm done. And I've got, I've done a good job. Yeah. Like, when I'm out in it, I'll be ready to go the fuck off. But when I get the fuck <laughs> back to the depot, I'll be chilling. Yeah. And it's like you, but, but being like, like, Ra, working for Rock Nation, he take that shit home with him. 
He got to. Live with that. He lived with a lot of that shit. Yeah. You a teacher dealing with them kids? You don't just show up and deal with kids and the, like uh remember the hangover? It's three o'clock. I do not know you. <laughs> that shit, that's a movie. It's teachers don't really act like that. I just watched the hangover recently. Remember the, the beginning one. when he yeah. was running out to school? He he straight was taking a field trip money to Vegas. <laughs> to Vegas. <laughs> it's like that, I, you owe me eighty dollars. Yeah, like that's not normal. <laughs> he straight told them all cash. <laughs> like that's not normal but like real teachers they take it home with them yeah. so that was the part that kind of annoyed me and what envy was saying like and i thought about my own person like i watched my mother sit up till 11 o'clock every night midnight doing lesson plans and grading tests yeah. and i like and what was especially frustrating was that envy was not able to compartmentalize like he takes everything personal first and foremost and killer mike had to keep telling him not you not you you a rich nigga you can put your kids wherever the fuck you want them he's to go. like i'm talking about the working class, class african-american yeah. like it's not, I'm not speaking about you, and you're right. Envy does have a He personalizes time everything. He makes yeah. everything about him. It's like, yo, you such a bad bitch in that manner. Like, it's not about you, cuz. Like, leave that shit where it is. But, no, um, Killer Mike was brilliant. I just watched the episode of uh, Trigger Warning the other day mm-hmm. where he did the uh, the soda thing. Yeah, with Trigger the, Warning with, is good with the Crip shit. Yeah, the yeah. Crips and the Bloods. Like, that shit was, like, amazing. Because I'm like, yo, this somebody that really cares, number one. Yeah. And then, two, this shit is, like, Brilliant because he's using the Hell's Angels as a prototype yeah. to say this is a biker gang. They fight the police. They kill they, people. They kill people, but they got merch and they got a fucking corporation. Yeah. And if you use they use any elements of they fucking uh, logos, you will be fucking sued mm-hmm. in public court. So it's just like, yo, why can't the Crips or the fucking Bloods have that? And he like he absolutely fucking right. Mm-hmm. And it took him to put them. Out in the public to yeah. really show and put them right next to each other in the public to show people it's it's more of a brotherhood to gangbanging at this point than it is just straight motherfuckers murdering each other. Yeah. Like in California, that shit is like that shit is not what it was twenty years ago. Yeah, no. Motherfuckers not killing each other for the sake of killing each other. YG is a blood, Nipsey is a crip. They routinely do music with one another. They they said it's a uh, blood and a crypt that got a food truck together. Yeah, it's called uh Trap, Trap Kitchen. Kitchen. Yeah. And that shit is super successful. They said they do meal prep and all of that type stuff. I was yeah. like, damn, that's fly as shit. You know, I didn't even know about it till Killer yeah. Mike had mentioned it made me look it up on, on Google. But um it's, it's like I said that I, I watched the Killer Mike interview. That's about all I saw this week. Not having a social media, I told you <laughs> is is such a blessing. And it's wild when Chad started talking about what we doing and I I told him somebody was like, yeah, I can't wait to hear y'all talk about T.I. with the uh, she was like, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on T.I. And I'm like, <laughs> well, what did T.I. do? And she was like, you know what he said about Gucci? And I was just like, what happened with Gucci? <laughs> and I, I just be like space. So now that I actually have seen it and understand it. Yeah. And Chad- Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like, nigga, that's the hottest topic of the, the week. The hottest topic in urban media. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, Gucci dropped a sweater. Correct. The sweater has the mouth missing. It's called the ski mask sweater. Okay. And so it's, where it's it a, goes up to about the nose, it yeah, looked like. Yeah, it's a ski, like a ski mask. And the mouth is missing, like a, like a ski mask. And around the mouth, it's like red lips. Yes. And people went hysterical. People lost their shit. Okay. Um, it's more than one way to look at this. I can understand the blackface thing. Correct, correct. 
I can understand the correlation. I get it. I don't get it. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, I, I was trying my hardest because I just went on that little rant. But I was talking to Deborah Lynn, Deborah Lynn PR, and she made a very astute point. And she said, well, looking at the sweater, if they wanted to do a sweater with lipstick on it, what color were they supposed to use? And I'm like, yeah, because who the fuck wears white lipstick? <laughs> you know what I'm like, yeah. that's not really going to particularly work. And for people that are familiar with Gucci, part of their brand, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, like their trademark, their trademark or their brand is black, red, and green. Right. It has been for a hundred so years. So this is a woman's sweater, right? It's a woman's sweater. Because it's not a man. No, it's not okay. a man's sweater. It's a woman's sweater. Yeah. Um. Obviously, because it's a sweater, the 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 lipstick or whatever was uh was exaggerated. It was like you yeah. know probably a little bigger than normal. However, it's like if you want to see it as racist, it's easy to see it as racist. Right. If you don't want to see it as racist, it's also easy to not see it as racist and just kind of be like, it's a it's like a cool concept going wrong. How long has Gucci been around? Like a hundred years. Okay. Like so, at least eighty years. So. It was funny. We were having a conversation at my depot, and one of the drivers was like, yeah, man, this company's so racist. And I'm like, well, they all are. And he was like, what? And I'm just like, if you have a company that's been if you have a company that's been around or has been, like, indoctrinated since the eight, late 1800s, yeah. the early 1900s, racism was as normal as online usage is now. It was regular shit. It's, it's like, hey there, nigger. How you doing? Have a good one. You, you know, <laughs> like, like regular shit. Like pe- people don't even dig that. Like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Gucci, you know, fucking General Electric. Coca-Cola oh. was started by a Confederate uh, uh, soldier. Yeah, like people don't even, re- like these companies came to life when you weren't even allowed to go to the bathroom in certain places. You got to pee over there. Like if we even let you pee, over if there, you we, allowed to pee might, on the we premises, might just kill your motherfucking ass. Real talk. So I can understand that there's just racism and underlying yeah. like people just don't get it. And you listen to I tell you another really good interview I like from Breakfast Club. Uh, Mike Rubin. Yes, excellent. Mike Rubin's interview was real good. If you listen to him on there say, until the Meek situation, I really didn't get what he would always yeah. say. And there's two different Americas. Because he'd be like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? You rich, you successful, you killing it. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, and he was like, when Meek, they, when the judge gave him the two to four, he's like, I get a call from Meek that night, like from the jail. Meek, like, I told you. So it was two. He's, he's like, he's like, in the thing, he's like, this guy got all this shit hanging over his head. He just got locked up for two to four years. And he's like, I told you so. Like, he's like, but because. And Charlamagne asked him, like, did you. So what you're saying is you, you admitting that. You were like oblivious to it. He's like, hell yeah. Like, I'm a white billionaire from out. I live next door to Ed Snyder. Right. That's how he got the Sixers. Right. Living next door to Ed <laughs> Snyder. That's how he became owner of the fucking third, third largest owner yeah. of the Sixers. So people don't like it when Gucci makes that sweater, they're not like. Yeah, let's let's uh make fun of the jigaboos or the 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 blackface. They're not even expecting you to buy it. They're not they're not thinking that. Yeah. It's just it it's 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 a sweater, it's a design. That's how they're looking at the shit. Yeah. But the racism is just like I said, it's ingrained in all of these companies to where they don't know if it's they're not even paying attention to that shit. It just is 
That's a cool sweater. It's just a cool fucking sweater. They don't think it's racist or because they wouldn't. They don't even know that anybody's going to buy it. They're just like, oh, we just take a shot, throw it up there. Remember when H&M did the coolest monkey in the coolest monkey in the jungle. All right. There's have you ever seen Clerks 2? Yeah. You ever seen Clerks 2? Remember when Randall was uh, arguing? Remember they, the boy who they went to high school with came in and was talking to him all crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then they yeah. was arguing in front of Wanda Sykes and Earthquake. And he's like, fuck that. I'm not going to let somebody come in here and treat me like a porch monkey. And the Wanda, like, you really didn't just say that. He was like, what, porch monkey? And they're like, Randall, what the fuck? That's racist. He, he, was like, he was like, no, it's not. Knick-knack, nigger, cool. He was like, those are racist, but not porch, porch monkey. monkey. And they like, stop fucking <laughs> saying it. He was like, come on. My grandma used to call me a porch monkey because I used to dance around on the porch all day. That's really how they be. Like, in his mind, There's it's nothing not- wrong with it. To us, it's yeah. like, what the fuck is wrong like with I'm you? I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had porch monkey on the back of his j- shirt later on in the show. Like, I'm bringing it back. Yeah, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> like, and and that's really how it be for a lot of these companies. Yeah. Like when you see, uh, remember the Kendall Jenner, the Pepsi Joan, when she stopped the war with a with yeah. a can of Pepsi and shit. It was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> There, these companies are just so ingrained in the way society has been built that it's like it's not racist to them. Yeah. They're not thinking like that. Now, you, when it hits the fucking airwaves or the market, you like, what the fuck That's is the that? the racist shit of all time. But... I don't think Gucci was personally looking to offend anybody. It, it, that's, that's what I was more so trying to say. They did it. They ended up doing a hell of a job in in offending every. It happens often. H and M did it. You said Prada recently did something like that. Prada had fucking now. Prada, the Prada shit was wild. I didn't see it, so the I Prada shit was wild. Prada had little blackface figurines in the window at their New York City store, December 2018, like two months ago. Oh, that's draw. That shit was wild. Yeah, that's draw. And I'm like, I like it, Prada. Just <laughs> <laughs> bought, bought a nice sweater from you. I can't defend this shit. Yeah, that's bullshit. That shit was crazy. The Montclair collection from a couple years ago. With all the little faces. The little shit. ups. Yeah. Up, that shit was that wild was, as fuck. That was drawing, yeah. They had the figurines, too. Oh, shit. Bruh. Yeah, that's drawing. Yeah, Prada, what you little, doing? Little blackface figurines with earphones on. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like you can't. Like some yeah, shit that's is just drawing. some shit you just can't come back from. So now you know Ti has uh, has basically said you know let's go full on boycott. We getting Gucci out of the paint. Don't buy nothing Gucci for three months. Uh, shop black. This and that, and I'm just sitting here like, I hear you, and I feel where you're going with this, and I'll try to be that guy, but Gucci just put out a new sneaker, shit kind of fire. When, when, <laughs> when she sent me the fact that T.I. said, let's boycott Gucci for three months, you know what instantly popped in my mind? All right, so, like, the greatest rash, wrestling match ever was when the Dangerous Alliance took on Stinger Squadron at the <laughs> 91... Uh, uh, it wasn't Halloween Havoc. What was it? Summer Bash or whatever the fuck? Bash at the Beach. Bash at the Beach. There you go. <laughs> Double cage match. And every two minutes. Four games. Every two minutes, somebody new would get able to come in. And I remember when it was finally sting time to come in, it was like counting down from 10. And he was like jumping like at the <laughs> chance to get into the cage. That's how I see niggas on like the 89th <laughs> day of the boycott. <laughs> 
Yeah, niggas gonna buy so much Gucci. Yeah, Offset and, and, and Quavo is gonna buy so much Gucci on day ninety one. How, how do you boycott? How do you set a date for the boycott? Like it's it's just a boycott. But again. This is why niggas aren't to be taken serious. Because it's like, yo, y'all got 90 days to stop being racist. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or we going to fucking spend so much money on the 91st day, you going to regret this shit. And it's like, what? You, you, you asked in the Jones, should we boycott, Fuck period. No. And that's exactly what I Fuck was saying. No. Yo, listen, right? <laughs> listen. My man Marv, you know Marv, Cooley. Yeah. You fucking Marv put up a Jones last night, and I was too tired to deal with this shit when I seen it. Yeah. Marv, you had too much dip on your chip, dog. Marv put up the fucking parent, the parent company that owns Gucci. He was like, yeah, you know, they own Gucci, Bottega Veneta, Balenciaga, this, that, and the third. So if you really want to hurt them, you should boycott all of their brands and not just Gucci. And I'm like, nigga, I just got my new Balenciaga uh, track sneakers in the mail yesterday. I'm not boycotting shit. Yeah. You got me fucked up. Them sneakers was $895, I, man. I, I'm wearing my sneakers, dog. Me and Jules was talking about Jules. I mean, I hope some of this shit go on sale. I hope they do. <laughs> Lose a little motherfucking momentum. Some of this shit slow down. Like t-shirts is not $130 over, over here now. And I'm like, my, my thing is, like, perf- like, like Killer Mike said that uh passed away, comedian. Uh Dick Gregory said to him and T.I., what y'all niggas gonna do? March again? Same bullshit we was doing in 56. Fuck you. Like, it's like you gonna boy not not only are y'all calling for a pointless boycott, y'all calling a for a 90-day <laughs> pointless boycott. It's like, all right, man, we know you niggas can't hold out for so long. So, Give us a little so, 90. So anybody that knows me over these last uh over this last year knows my whole weight loss situation. And one of my goals was getting that Gucci. I wanna get it in a Gucci shirt. So Matt got all young Dolph pictures yeah. catalogs like one day, nigga. So one day. So Kev was Kev posted on Facebook. Y'all be in the book. Kev uh uh lawyer Kev posted on Facebook. Wait, T.I. just said that he spends seven figures a year in Gucci. Is this really y'all king? So I commented, yes. So, <laughs> so he caught he hit me back laughing and was like, yeah, um, Spending seven million in in Gucci in one year seems ridiculous. So you telling me if you had it, you'd spend it? I was like, again, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I see. T. I said that shit. I said, wait, because he started off with that. Mm. He started off with the flex in the beginning <laughs> at Gucci as a seven figure per year customer. And I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here with my motherfucking Ines uh, <laughs> visor visor on uh, my accounting yeah. number crunching visor on. Like, hold on, wait a minute. I ain't seen T.I. on the Forbes list in about eight years. T. I, what 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 I've realized, yo, the Forbes list is almost for like people who want to be on. Cause you're it's no way on earth you can tell me that like Lil Yachty, Uzi, Lil Wayne, these people are making money. But then like, what was the white boy who won the best rap Grammy that year? Macklemore. Macklemore. He's like one of the biggest touring artists out there. But he don't be on the Forbes list. Well, not anymore. Th- them years where he was winning all them awards, he was. Yeah, but that's what I mean. But he it's had like, to split his money with the with the other the I don't think you board. slow down that much. Like, I I find it hard to believe that it's only 20 people in the hip-hop arena making oh, more than 20, 8 million. It's only 20 people they want to talk about. That's what I'm saying. Making but, more right, than $8 so million. So let's look dollars. at it like this. Let's look at let's Because T.I. got other investments and shit like that, and he has right, a great I lifestyle. Think, I think what it'd be is, like, they'd be, like, focusing on who's, like, 
popping. Yeah, you're... because there's no way you can hear Killer Mike or D. Think DJ Envy's never on it. There's no DJ Envy is worth close to forty. Yeah, but Rich you'll never fuck. see him on yeah. that. So that's where I'd be like, I think they focus just on who's lit, who's, who's making entertainment, who's money. making entertainment like yeah. the touring money. The, but there's no way you can tell me that like. Steve Stout isn't making ten million. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it just don't even make logical sense. All right. So my thing with Ti is this: like, all right, let's say your shit slowed down from maybe where it was a couple years ago. Ti still got his clothes in department stores. Like I was in Dillard's in North Carolina. That acoustic shit. They had a huge fucking acoustic. But you pay for that though. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like you gotta like be the making fa- the something. The fashion game off. is so tricky. Like it's not re- like unless you're going direct to consumer. That shit is like you make just, no money off that. The fact yeah. that I didn't even know a coup was still like a thing. ten years. Yeah. Ten years strong. So my whole thing with Ti is this, right? All right, let's say you making ten mil a year, like a consistent right. ten mil a year, and your wife might be making another two or three. Right. As a household, y'all making thirteen. The show, yeah, they probably doing. Y'all that. making yeah. thirteen, fifteen million. They don't like their twenty eighth season. Yeah. Of fucking you make call it fifth. Call let's round up the cool fifteen. Off rip, the government's taking forty five percent. Right. So y'all down to eight. And a half. Down to eight and a half million. If you then. You got to pay your mortgage on all your properties. You got to pay fucking maintenance yeah. on all your fucking cars. He just bought an S63 and all the. I saw you got to pay for fucking landscaping. For, you know, for a fucking $2 million house, the landscaping is like 30 a month or you some got shit like 10 light skinned kids, so that makeup ain't cheap. All of them going to college yeah. or this school or that school. They going to the best schools. You got to foot the bill for that. You got five left. If you then go and take one of your five and give it to Gucci. King shit on me. <laughs> You're a stupid ass slave. I like my beat down low, down low. Like, hey. He's not saying I'm spending seven figures a year on clothes. I'm spending seven figures a year on Gucci. Gucci down to the flow, you dig? Nigga, you got the rugs. Hey. You got the motherfucking tablecloths. Lampshades. <laughs> you got everything. All the G's everywhere. It's like that one time yeah. with, with Future Birthday last year, the nigga put the picture up in the Gucci onesie. Yeah. The caption was, ran out of shit to buy. Yeah. Like, that's that's you. Yeah. In the in the event that you spending a milli what a What Kanye year. say on um, uh, uh, Watch the Throne, the excellent song, uh... Let's hit the let's hit the mall. Pick up some Gucci. Ain't nothing new but the shoes. Like I got all the rest <laughs> of this all, shit. Got everything. Like, yeah, ain't so nothing like, new but the shoes. So it's like, bro, like Ti. That's how you want to spend your, your the remainder of your fifteen m's a year. Like you a crazy motherfucker. As much as they try to say, like you had mentioned earlier, like they're thinking you're not gonna buy. It. As much as this shit is like European design coming from Italy. Niggas buying all this shit. I was yo like. The, the 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 little babies the um what's the guy to be with little baby uh gonna gonna the 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 futures the the tis the little waynes <laughs> the the meeks the did you see meek hotel room f- with with uh his his wardrobe shit the other? yeah it was just meek like, stylus is, is like the meek goat. stylus is fucking yeah fatima like, she's sick she's sick she pulled anything yeah and it, it's just the you can see the influence. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Balenciaga became, they passed Gucci last year in 18. They didn't pass Gucci on the strength of their suits, on the strength of their socks, on the strength of any. They did that sneakers shit off, and off of sneakers, <laughs> yeah. like straight urban streetwear. Yeah. Like so, yeah. I, like when Ti say he spent the mill on Gucci, a shirt 900. That's not a lot of shit. 
But even still, bro, like you gotta look at it like this. I can, all I'm saying is I can believe it. I can believe it, but it's fucking moronic. I, I, <laughs> like Tip been to jail thirty two times. <laughs> Ti like not a politician or a fucking neurosurgeon. He a rapper. He's smart, dumb nigga. He a trapping <laughs> ass rapper from Atlanta. Uh. Ain't he like Zone Four? <laughs> You gave a Zone 4 nigga 40 million? Yeah, he's going to spend a mil on Gucci. I'm just, just what it is. You give me 40 M's, I might drop a mil on Gucci. Can't even fit all this shit yet, but come on. Like, I, I can understand it. A lot of fucking money, man. Not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. All I'm saying is the nigga said he spent a mil on Gucci, and I, you were like, you put your E-Nest advice on. I'm like, yeah. I can see it. I can see it. Between the kids, his wife, him. Even if you got a ten person household, that's like a buck. That's a buck a person. I don't think you buy a lot. You don't realize how much this shit costs. No, I did, and I stopped. Oh no, I'm just. But <laughs> think about when you think about when you were in your heaviest. Think about uh, I spent the end of seventeen because that's when I you spent started forty bands on clothes from fucking July to de- to November of seventeen. Right, I remember that whole look because yeah. it, it was like every day you was hitting me yeah. like, "Yo, I'm going to KOP. I'll be back. Yo, I'm going to do." It. <laughs> Think about if at that time period you would have got 19 million from Live Nation. How much could you have really, really fucked off on? Well, I'd have had 17 Rolls Royces parked outside of the Ritz to begin with. <laughs> you need, that's what I mean. It's like you, we, we as just people, we uh, dog. Me when I was at my fattest in a rib hut, nigga. In the rib hut. Ayo, straight see me. The bar was like, yo, whatever you want is on my tab. I ordered a slab of ribs. I didn't even think to get no liquor. You know what I'm saying? It's like you gonna overindulge if you overindulging. So it's like you know, poor ass street dudes who come along. Think about it. For years, only recently has like Balenciaga. I didn't hear Balenciaga ten years ago. Louis was there ten years ago. I remember hearing Louis all the time because of Kanye. Balenciaga is like 2012. That's what I'm, no. That's like the early, early, and, they, and at that point they wasn't catering to niggas at all. Like, think Dapper Dan became the man with not real Gucci. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So just that little G print, like I remember hearing Little Wayne say it. I remember, like Gucci's been it to the young black urban rapper, entertainer, ball player. Yeah. Gucci sneaks, Gucci belt, Gucci jacket. Niggas was riding around with Gucci rag tops on and they- Gucci seats. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most iconic photos of all time is fucking uh, Alpo wearing the Gucci Dapper Dan bubble coat. Bubble. The John Nas. Yeah, Nas the had one made. He yeah. wore it on stage with the QB chain, and then Cam had it on in the actual video. You know yeah. Nas wanted to be... Uh, Alpo for yeah. I mean uh, Rico and yeah. paid in full, but they gave it to Cam and shit. Yeah. But yeah, like no, nah, like that Gucci has been it forever. Like think about it, it was it was a big deal that Balenciaga actually passed Gucci for yeah, the it was number international one. News. It was like wait what? Because Gucci's had a stronghold on it for so goddamn long. Yeah, I remember niggas like in high school, like niggas got a couple dollars, they ran and bought a Gucci bucket. I remember, I remember the Gucci bucket era. I hated the Gucci. I remember <laughs> I put that shit on. I was like, I look like Spice Adams. This ain't it. It's like, nigga, that was what it was. Niggas got a little bit of money. They went and bought a Gucci wallet, a Gucci watch, Gucci cologne, something yeah. with the double G's on it. It's just what it is. It's what it was. Status symbol. It was a status symbol for decades. So it's like, yeah, to hear T.I. say, oh, I spent seven mil on it, I'm like, 
I honestly think there are rappers who might have spent more on it at certain times. No, Future, I could definitely see it. He's a fanatic. Did you see his episode of Sneaker Shopping? Yeah. 38,000. Yo, remember Fat Joe had all the, the Gucci Air Force Ones? And yeah. like, them niggas, they've been on that shit that for was decades. Yeah. <laughs> Jay was a vicious Gucci nigga at one point. Yeah. He used to rap about it and wear it all the fucking time. It's just Kanye, of course, came along. He was the Louis Vuitton Don. I remember Kanye coming out on a... The Deaf Poetry Jam, the nigga had like 20 Louis Vuitton suitcases stacked on stage. He came out, he had a Louis suit on, the Louis, the the, uh, the pink and gray Jones, the Jaspers. Yeah. Had them shits. And he was like, y'all like all this Louis Vuitton shit I got on stage? He was like, this ain't got nothing to do with the poem. It's just, you know, makes me feel better. You know, like, but that that's what it be for a lot of motherfuckers. And I remember uh, Gator Boots and the Pimped Out Gucci suit, like, Monster record. They had fucking Gucci rims. They had Gucci <laughs> grill. Like, niggas. Gucci soup. Yeah. <laughs> N- nigga had an alligator skin Gucci seat on his motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> they was tripping. Like, every, this shit was everywhere. So, yeah, I can believe that a rapper from Zone 4 with 40. Yeah, you you swayed me. I, I can believe it. It's you, not you it's not that me. shocking. I remember there was a vlog. When, do you remember when Birdman was doing all the vlogs, the Cash Money Rich mm-hmm. Gang vlogs? Nigga went to Gucci in L.A. and spent like $140,000 in one trip. I think he bought a ring that was like a buck. Ten, and then he spent like thirty grand. Like, on I don't, like when, and when shit. you see Jay Z spent two hundred and twenty grand in Hermes. That shit is easy. Yeah, like it, it's, you know, you know something about Jay Z. Like I'm, I'm good friends with uh, with Lenny S. Like I, I, you know, um, and he's told he said the number one thing that people don't know about Jay Jay spends so much fucking money, and he has to. Yeah, like he, they say he, like he just has a lavish ass lifestyle. Like I lost spends, thirty mil and I spent another thirty. Yeah, he's like he spends so much fucking money. Cause unlike Hammer. Thirty million can't hurt me, yo. Fucking I, insane. I got, I got <laughs> caught. I got caught in a YouTube rabbit hole a couple weeks ago, and ended up on a Hammer interview with some New York niggas. It was some New York Twitter. Remember when internet radio was big? Mm-hmm. It was some New York Twitter niggas that was like popping, and they started an internet radio show. Mm-hmm. And Hammer called into their internet radio show to talk about Jay Z dissing him. Yo, Hammer low key might like might been like one of the most connected niggas on like Yo, the earth. Hammer is different, man. Like hey, he's from Oakland. <laughs> so he had that already. He blew on some Houston shit. Then he signed to Death Row. Like, Hammer was connected with everybody. And Hammer Hammer was checking all situations. (laughs) Everybody. (laughs) Two shirts said Hammer brother called him and told him, listen, man, we out here on this motherfucking road. We just had to put a nigga down. I ain't trying to come home to the foolishness short. Knock that shit off before I get back home. I was was reading the journal line. It said Hammer's brother was like a real deal. Super gangster. Super real deal. Little nigga, too. Super thugging. They said he was that. I forgot what his name was in the movie. He got like a big, but they said he was like a real live boy out there in Oakland. So, you know, Hammer was in the church pop lock. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But uh, the best hammer story of all time on the fucking Drink Champs episode with uh, Mr. Fab, Too Short, and Yuck Mouth. They said Hammer used to show up before he was big. He used to show up to the club 35 deep with security, bitches, dog. everything. And they were like, who the fuck is that? Oh, that's Hammer. He said after a while, it got to the point where like, oh, that's just Hammer. Like it, was, yeah. it, it became normalized. He's like, but he's like, but this like, but then one day he's like, he just fucking blew up and he was the biggest shit of all time. Yeah. He said, but it was like he been moving like that, thirty five, yeah. fifty deep and all that shit. Yeah, Hammer didn't fuck around, man. Uh, do you got anything else you want to share about the Gucci situation? Uh, are, <laughs> Listen, you still, man. We're still gonna apparently. I'm not- putting my shit. I'm gonna put it on the shelf, man. But you know. 
until further review. But it's these. I'm a show mad the sneaks, man. The sneaks is fucking fire, dog. I might got a body sneaks, yo. Okay. Don't be mad at me, y'all. I mean, I don't know, you know. Shout out to my homegirl, uh, Bosh, DJ Penny Lane. She bought a pair of Gucci sneaks the other day. Took them back. Yeah. Took them back. See, I'm not on social media. Took so them back and went this. and got some. She live in Atlanta. She took them back and went and got uh went and got some Giuseppe's. Took them back. I'm like, I mean, one designer. Yeah, it's like you done, you done took back one racist not Italian like, designer. Not like, not like you donated the money to the NAACP. <laughs> you done took back the fucking, the, the Gucci's, the one racist designer, and then picked up another yeah, one. Yeah. Giuseppe has spit on us right now if he could. <laughs> <laughs> fucking niggas. <laughs> you bastards. Speaking of uh, niggas, you bastards, can we go on to my favorite story of the week? <laughs> this nigga Liam Neeson done lost his <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Liam done lost his complete mind. Liam in an interview like, yo, you know I went nigger hunting before, Listen. right? <laughs> like, what? Who I mean, mans is this? Liam ne- Neeson. Is it Neeson or Nielsen? Neeson. Neeson. Yeah. I'm going to try to remember And I that. fuck with Liam Neeson, yo. I don't. You know, there people know, everybody that knows me knows that there are two people I absolutely hate. It's Martin from Gina and it's Liam Neeson. I hate these two. Martin people. from Gina? Gina from Martin. Okay. Excuse me. I hate her. She shaved the sides of her head. It's just very, very random candidates. <laughs> like, like not interconnected no. in any way. No. Too random. Because she ruined Martin. She ruined She definitely ruined. She ruined the class. The last season of Martin is legit unwatchable. You know, she 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 agreed to do it, but, but Martin. Not, she wouldn't film with she him. She wouldn't be in a room with him. So every scene he's in, she has to leave. And every yeah. scene she's in, he I I hate the last season of Martin. But um, and then there's Liam Neeson, who I just I don't like at all. <laughs> I'm going to say this, man. I just watched a dope Liam Neeson movie recently. Liam Neeson is completely outside of his mind. He believes. You know this shit didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? He he, he is completely lost it. <laughs> there is no way on earth Liam Neeson went out into the streets with a stick looking to kill niggas. He's... He's so old, he's becoming senile. He got dementia. He's thinking that these movie roles are really happening. Because you know that's the movie that he's doing is about somebody killing his son, and he goes out to get revenge. Like, that's what all his shit is. <laughs> Taking all that. He thinks that he really did this Yo, shit did in real life. Did you not just watch The Commuter? They uh, kidnapped his wife because they gave some some cabal gave uh-huh. him a mission to accomplish. Uh-huh. You have to find out who on this train is uh, is is a federal witness and kill them. And they kidnapped his wife as collateral. And then they just the cabal start killing all these random people that he was connected to and shit until he uh, discovered who the witness was and had to kill the witness. But Listen. it was like a fourteen year old girl and he refused to do it. First off, Liam Nielsen said. He said it happened 40 years ago, back when he was 80. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that right there lets you know that he's outside of his fucking mind. Because he's Holy shit. he's 122 <laughs> years old. <laughs> so it's like, all right, you were 78, you was walking around with a stick looking to kill a black man because your friend got raped by a black man. So you say this, not the black man who raped your friend, right? Any black man. Not even a black man who not you weren't even on submit shit. Like anybody owes me money. <laughs> yeah. Anybody ever talk bad about me? Not even me? just a black man that's hanging out in the park where she got raped at. Like any anybody you can get it. you outside allegedly looking for smoke. <laughs> it's like yo, <laughs> Liam Neeson is outside of his fucking mind. <laughs> then to make it even worse, did you see the Good Day America, John? No, I didn't see that. I'm I'm not racist. 
I, I did, however, have a, have, I had a racist moment. I'm like, turn this shit off. Like, what the fuck is happening, yo? Fucking Elmer Fudd. We're going nigger hunting. When when you have to come out and say, I'm not racist. You're already racist. When you have you to already, say, I'm not any. Like, you already crossed the threshold. You, you I, I'm not retarded. You just said something <laughs> that's retarded. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you you don't have to. I know white folks. The, 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 Taylor, did you say you're not racist today? I, it, no, it's, yeah, exactly. it's a weird. You don't, have, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a like, weird disclaimer for something racist you're about to say. Now if Taylor hold off and say some crazy shit, and we both look at him, and then he turn the fucking mics off and come in here like, "Look, guys, I'm not racist." Or, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like that's where the shit be going. So my thing is this: okay, you're you're putting out the new movie. What's the new movie called? Who I cares? don't even fucking know. Taking ninety three. Yeah, the wild part is, I saw a. a, a They're all variations of the same. I movie. saw a commercial for it the other day. It's like the momentum for that hasn't slowed down. Behind, <laughs> like, think about it. Me and you couldn't have a new movie coming out, and in the movie, um, uh, a transsexual beat one of my friends up, and I say, yeah. I'm couple, going transsexual. A couple honey. years ago, I got <laughs> mad. I went outside with a pipe looking for transsexuals to beat their head. Like, there's no way that movie still comes out and it's getting that promoted. over, over. But Liam Neeson can say that 40 years ago, when he was 81, that he was outside looking to kill black people. And they be like, oh, okay, great. Well, the new movie comes out next Friday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what? Weird flex, but okay. The weird, movie comes out next Friday. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> and I, I like... I like where we're at as far as, like, these issues because we jump on them. And immediately. Immediately. We be on them. But just like with the Gucci shit, we're going to boycott for, for 90 days. <laughs> Cause when Taken Nine comes out, <laughs> y'all be locked y'all up. on it. Because <laughs> we right at Movie Tavern, y'all on Let it. We get the chicken fingers. I'm about yeah. to watch Liam kill some motherfuckers. Can I get the mojito without the the mint leaves in it? <laughs> yeah, let me get. You know what I'm saying? If y'all gonna be on it. So it's like, I don't like Liam Neeson already. I told you I don't fuck with him. So for me, it's like whatever. I don't fuck with boy. You know what I mean? I but like Liam Neeson. I, I, he was in Star Wars. Liam Neeson's way too old. Like it's it's just unbelievable. The fact that Hollywood keep trying to tell us that Liam Liam Neeson can kick ass Dog, is frustrating. I've said it before. I had like a whole story on IG that went like little mini viral show where I was talking about how bad Taken is. Like <laughs> he's a hundred and he's he's fighting the Albanian army. It's never like they can, they don't end. There's unlimited amounts of them. These are Albanian mafia members with machine guns. <laughs> And he's using this part of his hand. <laughs> Karate chopping just motherfucker. chopping him to death. No one can kill him with a gun. He he wound up, he jumped off the bridge onto the yacht. He's a hundred. And got his daughter back from the fucking the the the, the Saudi, the print the, the, the king or whatever. Yeah, that border. No. At a sex trafficking auction. He broke into the auction. <laughs> what? I'm breaking up this auction. This don't make no fucking sense at all. They didn't tell all. you Liam Neeson was coming? They take him into the back. The boy tell him, kill him and do it quietly. These fucking mafia members, they chain him to the one loose pipe in the whole boiler room. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets the fuck out of that. Like, nigga, please. Plotline real shit. And these movies are so unbelievable. And he's so old that he's reached a point now that he's mixing fact with fiction. 
So he like, yeah, one time I did go out after. He probably ain't got no friend <laughs> that even got raped. It's like. Where is this friend at? We need someone to corroborate your story. Right before my grandfather had passed away, man, it was the funniest day ever. We was at his house. Me, him, and my dad. The funniest conversation ever. And my dad had told me about the I'd already I knew this story already. But this was my grandpa. He's 99. So he's he starts telling the same stories over and over again. And then the story starts getting muddied up. Where like this <laughs> like, ain't <bruh. laughs> So I know for a fact my they lived in North Philly when my before my dad moved out of the house. My dad is 70. You know what I'm saying? He moved out when he was 19. So how long ago did my dad live in the house? (laughs) So my dad was like, before he moved out, there was a situation where the kid was sitting on my grandpa, on their steps, smoking weed. My grandpa pulled a gun out and put it in his face. was like, get off my steps. Don't let me catch you on these steps again. Sitting on steps smoking weed 50 years ago? Dog. North Philly been North Philly for a long time. (laughs) Holy shit. So... North going Philly. That's a real story that happened. Yeah. We all know about. So we're there. This right couple weeks before he passed, and my grandpa starts telling the story. Yeah, the nigga was on the porch. I go and get old Betsy. That's what he called his gun. He like I go get <laughs> Betsy. I come. I put Betsy right on his nose. Say get the fuck off my steps. And I'm like, wait, when did this happen? And my grandpa was like, a couple of days ago. And my grandpa was like, that's it. Like, <laughs> like, and that's how I look at Lee Nielsen. He don't know what's going on. Because he a fiend. He don't know if this shit really happened or if it didn't happen or if it, it might have happened. Or if he read it. Or if he saw it on the... What's the what's the fake magazines where you be waiting to pay for your groceries? The fucking Inquirer and all that shit. Liam Neeson hunts black man. The shit where they say Michael Jackson bought Elephant Man bones and all that wild shit. Like, you, he don't know what's going on. That's funny Now, shit. to make it even weirder, what did Terry Crews say? Because you had mentioned that the other day. And I'm like, Terry Crews always finds a way to make himself in. Terry Crews is a special type of dickhead. (laughs) So so Terry Crews basically said like. A special type of dickhead. Terry Crews said that Liam Neeson came. We all have these uh, uh, these journeys in life, and we come to a certain fork in the road, and we have to make a decision on which way we're going to go and how we handle things. And although Liam Neeson attempted to commit a racist act, he didn't, so he chose the correct fork in the road, and I appreciate his honesty and his candor in, rect- in trying to come to grips with this situation. Fuck out of here, Terry. What? Yeah, that's nuts. He, he, I think he smokes mad angel dust. <laughs> like on some ghost face shit. Like, I can see Terry <laughs> Crews in the crib, like, just bu- getting bumped out of his mind. Like, a nudie dipped in motherfucking embalming Yo, fluid remember, going to town. I remember boy, he was always a little spaced out from my hood, was walking past my crib one day, and I was smoking weed on the front steps. He, he, he was like, Yo, um, you, you want a match? And I was like, why does that smell so funny? He's like, oh, this wiggles. And I'm like, get. Nigga get. <laughs> <laughs> just casually smoking like, wiggles. Get, go, go. Get the fuck. Yo, right. <laughs> listen, <street>. right. <laughs> so listen. Just right. gingerly walking down the street. <laughs> oh, this, like, oh, this is the wiggles right here, bro. You trying to hear me? No. Dog. So listen, right. When I was working in the gallery, I was working at Total Sport in the gallery. <laughs> That total sport in the gallery. So I was selling, Yo. I was selling weed at the time, right? Little twenty, little twenty sacks of hydro, yeah. uh, mango cage, shit yeah. like that. So this nigga, this reeking boy, that's working at one of the phone stands, 
he 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 know a bunch of the guys that work with me. So one of the Puerto Rican cats, I used to be Puerto Rican back in the day. I'm oh, not no more. Yeah. He asked him like, "Yo, <laughs> <laughs> he used to hang with mad Ricans." I used to be in the bad. Like that's why I don't mind going to Frankfurt and yeah. Kensington in the Badlands. I used to be one of them. I used to be down there, like that's yeah. ch- casually chilling with Petey Crack. Like I was, in I was the Badlands. On the 54, the bus got. St- I had to sit there for an ambulance the other day, and I actually got off the bus <laughs> on Frankfurt and Cambria. I said, "Just say I was this just ain't it." Just looking at the the, the landscape and the architecture. <laughs> this, this shit man. mad 1943 yeah, over here. That shit is bad down there. So so he asked one of the Rican boys, my man PDO, you know, I got some weed, da, da, da. So this, so I'm going to start selling him weed or whatever. He buying weed for me every day. He becomes my best customer, like, instantly. So our weed relationship rapidly transitions into, you know, you know anybody can give me some wet. Like, yeah. I just need, you know, da, da, da. Just so happened, my best friend at the time, not going to say which one was his name, he had a wet connect. So now I'm serving this nigga wet, not realizing I'm bringing two, three jars of wet on the fucking train to the gallery. I'm carrying like a 10-year sentence on me every day (laughs) to the gallery for one trap. Like, hey, I'm not even making no money off this shit, like, because I'm middling. So, but he's still buying the weed. So now he's buying weed and wet from me. Weed and wet. So then he hit me with the, you know, I can get some coke from. So I literally have seen this guy completely depreciate from like a regular looking like a, like, productive member of society to like a fucking zombie Dog, in like three I, listen, months. I tell you. And God, I'm like, I know he's stealing. God, 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 <laughs> do from my neighborhood. The progression happened so fucking fast that it was just like, wait, what? Like, who are, who is you? We at the park, we smoking weed. We, everybody used to smoke weed and shit at Elmwood or, or, or they call it white ball, but Elmwood or the wreck. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers be on the brick smoking weed, whatever, whatever. So one day he had a, he had a house with a pool table. I, I mean, he was the first motherfucker who I saw that had a pool table instead of a, a instead yeah. of a dining room table. Yeah. And I was like, that's the coolest shit. When I get a house, <laughs> fuck a damn fuck I need a table. table what about a pool table where you put the dining room table? He's the first person I've seen. He had a big ass TV, nice truck. He was he was the man at a nice gig and shit. Like he was cool. We in the truck coming from his crib back out the way, like my car was parked at Elmwood. So he was like, I'm driving the truck. He in the passenger. He like, yo, Biggs. That's right, He like, yo, Biggs. Uh, stop at the gas station, grab some Dutchess. I'm like, all right, I'm pulling into the gas station. He was like, you fuck with the Wiggles, right? I'm like, <laughs> just go to my car. You know what I'm saying? Like, just drop you myself. fuck with the Wiggles, right? No, I do not fuck with the Wiggles. So I, I, I don't I, want no mint leaves. Yeah, I, I, I exit out of that situation. I go to my car or whatever. I don't think nothing of it. So then we had went to this real estate. We was dickheads. We went to one of those learn how to flip 18 properties in two months. We didn't buy the tickets, though. I was with Ross, and he bought the tickets. You know what I'm saying? The guy, yeah. So he was like, y'all want to go with me? I got, I got four tickets for this shit. I was th- he was thinking he was going to go with his folks from work. He was like, y'all want to go? We like, fuck it. Come on, we go with you. The shit right down there, Temple. We ride out. Yeah. I parked my wheel. Ross parked his wheel. We hop in the truck because he had just bought a brand new Ram. We go the fuck down there. This was six months after the wiggle situation. <laughs> we leave out of there. We hop in the truck. He was like, yo, like, like, I'm trying to get some get high. Like, what's up? Y'all trying to smoke? I'm like, I ain't, I ain't doing shit, whatever, whatever. So, Ross jokingly was like, yeah, but ain't nobody trying to do turbos like you. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, swear to God. 
Listen. I'm driving. He in the passenger. Ross in the back seat. So Ross was like, oh my yeah, I'm God. trying to smoke, but ain't nobody trying to do turbos like you. This nigga in the passenger seat was like, fuck wrong with turbos. Like, that shit don't even get you hooked. So I was like, wait, what? And I, I turned around and looked at Ross. This nigga was in the back seat. Like this. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, so deep. <laughs> Fucking throw a turbo. Those of y'all that know, turbos is when you put crack or coke Again, in the, some in ghost the weed, shit. in the weed, and smoke it. Oh, so the wiggle, so the wiggle shit happened. <laughs> the wiggle shit happened. So six months later, we had the turbo situation that happened. So I was just like, "Yo, this nigga's tripping, man." So. Fast forward maybe a year. It's another story. Listen, this is the progression. <laughs> Fast forward like a year. Now I'm working at SEPTA. I'm done trucking. I'm working at SEPTA. I don't even smoke none of that shit. You know Rosie's Bar on Island Ave, Island in uh, Limburg. Just past there two I mean, not Limburg, Island in Elmwood. Just right there last night. All right, so we're down the street from Shots. That's like the neighborhood bar oh, in my neighborhood. So I got off work. They was like, yo, we going to Rosie's, whatever, whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll come out and meet y'all, whatever. So I'm in there. I see a bunch of motherfuckers from around the way. Whatever. We have, and everybody outside, because it was a nice night. Everybody yeah. outside, like, going in and out the bar, talking, whatever. He pulls up. The truck now got, like, it's not as shiny as it used to be. Like, because he was, like, really, you know how niggas detail shit every day when they first get it? Putting the turtle wax on yeah, the shit. Yeah, the truck dingy. He get out. He look a mess. You know what I mean? And I'm just like... What's going on with this motherfucker? But you said turbos can't get you hooked up. Swear to God, we having a conversation about Kobe. Because, you know, Kobe's my guy and yeah. shit. This is 2010, 2011. And Kobe just came off the championship. You know what I'm saying? So we talking about is Kobe the greatest, whatever, whatever. This nigga comes out of left field. I'm talking about... What was the pit, the relief pitcher that used to run out of left field? John Rocker? John but Rocker. Like, he come out of left field like John Rocker. Like, we're talking about Kobe. And this nigga was like, hey, yo, Big, your you girl from Pascal Projects? And I was like, nah. I just met Lee. I'm like, nah, she she from out, like, close to Plymouth Plym Meeting or whatever. He was like, okay, yeah, fuck Pascal, man. They, they niggas selling sheetrock out there. And I mean, it was just like this weird ass awkward silence. It was just like, what? Like, well, I didn't even understand it at first when he's, I was just like, what? And so Ross like looked at him and he grabbed his arms and was like, did you purchase She Rock instead of crack? First, I'll laugh at him. Yo. The progression of drug usage is crazy. Crack, a love story. And he went through that. He went through rehab and all that shit. Yeah, I bet. Like, dog, I watched the progress. Like, it went from weed yeah, to man. wet to turbos to straight. He bought fake crack one night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, that he, he, shit he was, is nuts. He was waiting to make that comment, too. Say it again? He was waiting to make that comment, yeah, too. Like, like dog, just sitting we, on we it. We were talking about Kobe. He's like, yo, your girl from Pasco. And I was uh, like, no. Nah. He's like, yeah, fuck Pasco, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, yeah, man. The oh. progression of drugs. I don't know how we got there. We talked about Terry Crews being on Angel Dust. But yeah, man, it's the progression of drugs is nuts. Cause you 
you like they always talk about weed is a gateway drug. I never felt that because I never wanted to go into anything else. I like weed. It's cool. Weed is amazing. I love different types of weed. Yeah. That's lit. But I never was like, you know what? I didn't get high enough today. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, let's go do something. Uh, tur- turbos, let's kick this. Let's kick this little weed up a notch. I never had that uh, outlook on drug usage, but yeah, Terry Crews definitely might be on something because he. It seems like every couple days he just has like a. Did you see the shit with him and D.L. Hughley the other day? He told. He told. That DL, was my last day on Twitter. He told D.L. Hughley, in order to end ma- toxic masculinity, I'm gonna smack the shit yeah, out of like, you. I should slap the <laughs> shit out of you then, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, that's the most toxic masculine, the most toxic and masculine shit you can do is smack the shit out of somebody. I'm gonna smack the shit out of you to end toxic masculinity. But yeah, he had the other shit. He defended the girl. The Spanish girl was talking about the <laughs> Latinas are paid the least amount of money of everybody. He defended her, and then Black Twitter chewed him the fuck up and spit him out. He deleted his comment and all the bullshit yeah. that he wrote. Like he's a fucking meathead. Yeah, Terry Crews goes through. Terry Crews got elite CTE. I'm sure of it. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm positive. He's still dealing with the whole sexual assault situation. That I, I don't. It just rubbed people the wrong way, I guess. For like, I get the point he's trying to make. Like, I'm a big black man. If I react like that, my I mean, career in Hollywood is over. At the same token, though, ain't nobody you, about to just grab. You get your nuts pinched. Ain't no, <laughs> as opposed to as opposed to having to go be a construction worker. You might be you might be a freak, nigga. <laughs> you, you one of them freaks, ain't you? <laughs> That's how old people talk. Yeah, you one, one of them, them freaks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, the fuck you talk like Terry? What are you talking about, Terry Crews? Your CTE is acting up, bro. Fuck you, is you talking about? You might be a freak. <laughs> Kinky ass nigga. The fuck you talking about? Oh, my career might be over, nigga. You might be a freak. Your life might be over. Your life might be over when you realize you gay at forty four. Like, that's funny as shit. You might be a freak. Yeah, I, I I get the the stance or the whatever he's trying to make, but I know me. I'm punching you in the face. You have to. If you get too close to me, I'm like, I'm already on my ill back the fuck up. That's what anybody. Motherfucker hitting with the Harvey Weinstein joint, except it was man on man. Yeah. See what these nuts, what these nuts about? Niggas bugging. Like I, 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 I get it what you're on, but I just know me in that situation. I'm, I'm swinging for the fences. You got remember though, I'm broken. I don't have, right. I don't have anything you, to protect. You're not, you're not, you're not thinking about the the, the mortgage on the three point four million dollar property. Yeah, like, nah, uh, shit. you know what I'm saying? Smack the shit out this nigga. I live in an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, smack the shit out this nigga might not go the way I'm thinking. Yeah, so it's like I, I I get it, but at the same time, I know me. Hey, um, can we talk about uh black folks for a second? We talk about black folks a lot. Talk about black folks whole show. The Rock Nation brunch. Happen and per your usual, um, y'all lost your minds. <laughs> y'all lost. This is like how many years have you been doing? Like four. Do they actually eat? I've never seen anybody with a plate. I've never seen. What do they serve? Hope. I know. <laughs> got hope. They got hope platters. I know. I, I'm hope I, and pictures with hope. I'm enough of an asshole to where it's like. I don't want any pictures with Puff. I don't need a picture with Khaled or Swiss or Jay-Z and his nappy ass. I don't need any of that. Or Jim Jones and his uh, frosted tips. I, I, I'm I, I'm enough of an asshole to be like, 
Where the food? Where's the crab legs? Like, what, what, like I, if I ever... Where are it, the mimosas at, bruh? It's funny, close friend of the show, my motherfucking nigga, Ra, works for Rock Nation. He had he had an invite to go. to the. He yeah, works for Rock a, Nation. He's an employee. He had an invite to go, and he didn't go. And he said, like, his he's got, like, a couple groups. He's like... Niggas couldn't believe, like they couldn't fathom. Like you ain't going to the brunch, nigga. Like, he was like, "You're not trying to go brunch." He was like, nigga? "No." One of our homies, he was like, "He's acting like I missed my seat on the Nina, the Penta, or the Santa Maria." <laughs> He's like, this nigga is acting like I missed my chance at America. <laughs> like, that's the way they're acting. Like, you ain't going to the brunch, like nigga? The, how the, dare the you? The brunch, the audacity of you, nigga. You could have, you could have took a picture with Usher and his hot <laughs> braids, nigga. You didn't go to the brunch. And I swear to God, you didn't want to do the bust down Tatiana dance with Casanova. I swear to God, that's to, like, that's all it looks like. It's like, do they even be in a building? It's like they stand in a courtyard. They're in a courtyard and of just some take house pictures. That Jay Z rents. That's like, come out, niggas. Take photo. It's a photo op. That's what it be feeling like. It's a photo. I've never seen an egg frittata. I've never seen no turkey bacon. I ain't seen no chicken sausage. I ain't seen shit. We on year four. Where is the food at? It's like niggas leave there and then got to go to Roscoe's. Niggas got <laughs> niggas leave the Rock Nation brunch and go put their street clothes on and got to go catch a fucking meal at Roscoe's or Trap Kitchen. This shit is stupid. Meek had the best comment of the weekend. He said, he said, man, I seen niggas sell their soul for old pick yeah. <laughs> today. Yeah. That's really what it is. Get a get a pick with Hove Day. This is this this good for at least four thousand followers. This Hove pick fuck. Funny that. funny part was it was a picture of Jay Puff, Swiss Beats, and Kevin Hart, and somebody in the comments was and it, and DJ Khaled was like standing off to the right. Somebody was like, "This is like the uh, the Warrior starting five, but it's like the Cheaters starting five. <laughs> and it was like Khaled would be Demarcus Cousins because it's like he not really a cheater, but he don't eat pussy. So fuck him too. <laughs> <laughs> it was some shit that comment. I was cracking the fuck up. The Cheaters starting five. Yeah, but um, all the like, from from what I saw, it's just like Nipsey Casanova, and then every year the 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 uh, it's almost like the NBA All Star Game. Like you know, LeBron, <laughs> Steph, KD, and uh. Giannis are there, yeah. but then you don't know if it's going to be a few Warriors <laughs> like Valachunas. You don't know who the fuck's going to be there. So it's like Puff is there. You know, like, what's Eric Gordon doing yeah. there? <laughs> like, Puff is there. Jay, that's exactly what I said when I saw Casanova. I was like, right. Puff is there. Jay is there. Uh, Khaled is there every year. And Swiss Beats and T.I. Yeah. They're always, like, there. But then, like, Meek, Casanova, Nipsey Hussle. Um, yeah, Meek was locked up last year. He missed that jump. Meek's on the Rock Nation. I think yeah. Cal, I think Nipsey's there too, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, Kevin Hart. Did you see Spank? Oh my God. Yo, speaking S- of drug use, Spank looked like S- Michael Cage. Yo, Spank looked like he was smoking Elite Wiggles <laughs> yesterday. Did you see Meek? Meek put him on his story. He was like he ner- He's like he nervous. LOL. Spank was dancing and shit. I went on the the the, the podcast Instagram yeah. and I saw Meek was in like the. The Explorer John. So I saw his page and it made me go to his story. The first step, I see Spank just jam. He, <laughs> like, he nervous. Nigga, man. <laughs> Spank gonna get his motherfucking invite rescinded. Spank must have got raw invite that he didn't want. Yo, Spank in there like, now nah, I got a blue check now on IG. So I figured, you know what I'm saying, it'd be cool for me to, to show up. What did uh, Yo Gotti do? 
Yo Gotti flexed on everybody. Yo Gotti killed. So Yo Gotti was in LA already. It's Grammy weekend. Everybody's out there. He left. He had a show in Vegas. So he left LA, went to Vegas on the Puma jet, did the show at Dre's, came back on the jet. He got back first thing in the morning because uh, Dre's closed at like 6 a.m. or whatever. He got back first thing in the morning, went, went and um, I guess he took a shower somewhere, but went to, went to the St. Laurent store, got dressed in there, got his hair cut. In the St. Laurent store on Rodeo, and then they jumped in the fucking uh, all white Rolls. What other color cars yeah. Yo Gotti gonna have? All white fucking Rolls truck with the white interior. When, and then went to the brunch. when we were in Miami, and we went to what was that club? Uh, Cameo, I believe it was. When we turned off of Fifth Street, and we we came up. Collins is cameo on Collins, yeah, or on what's the next one? Washington. It's on Collins. Yeah. When we came up Collins, Los Feek, it was Los Feek, Nas, and Tone. They got caught at the light. I bl- I like blew the light. I it was it was yellow if I got pulled over, <laughs> but it kind of was red. Yeah. You know, but I I took the light. It was pink. <laughs> so when. I pulled up the cameo first. Like I was the first one to pull up and I had the the Maserati. It was a white drop head and a white G-Wagon sitting right in front of me. A white G-Wagon and a white Rolls-Royce drop head. This is before the dawn, so you know the drop head yeah, is big as fucking shit. gigantic. It's like a boat. <laughs> so I pulled up and I was like, yo, I need I got five more cars coming with me. Um, we're all valeting or whatever. So he was like, where are they? I was like, they like maybe two lights black. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. So he was like, yo, can y'all move the Benz truck up and the Rolls truck up? And I was like, I was about to be like, yeah, why the fuck would you even stop right here? And the nigga got out and he turned around. He was kind of fat and had a fade. And I was like, <laughs> I look like, yo, yo got, got it. It, <laughs> it is yo got it. <laughs> So the bull pulled the bins up, and then the bull, he pulled the drop. It was him yeah. driving the drop head. He pulled up, then I pulled up, and it made space for the Ferrari, the yeah. all the other shit. And um, he got out and was like, "Damn, y'all came to play." I was like, "Yeah, that was it." You know, that was, that was it. That's, that's, that and and that has been Matt Yogati's yeah, story. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, y'all came to play." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I'm only gonna be here for ten minutes." <laughs> I can't afford none of this shit. Leave here and go get me a, a go cheeseburger. Get a, go get a pizza. <laughs> but, but, yeah, he definitely had a huge white. Cause you, you made me think about when you said what other color car would he drive. He had a sure white. Got it. Everything's white. He, he had a white drop head, and his man had a white G-Wagon. Yeah. Oh, I went to the auto show the other day. I got to go. The new G-Wagon? Nigga. The new Yo, G-550? My, Listen. my man put a, G, a new G63 up the it, other day. Holy Jules shit. Jules was asking me what was the top five joints I saw there. The new Lexus LS500, I really like. The Volvo XC90, the inscription, beautiful. Fun. That was the best shit I probably got in yeah. there. The, the Sierra Denali. <laughs> Is awesome. Okay. The new Raptor, the Ford Raptor. I love pickup trucks. The yeah. Ford Raptor was awesome. And uh, what was the other car I said I really liked? It was the LS, the Raptor, the Sierra, the Volvo, the oh, the Audi S5. The new S, the new uh, Audi dashboard design is yeah, yeah, real, yeah. real fucking fly. The best shit I saw. You couldn't even get in it, which was nutty. The new G550, bruh. 
I'm standing next to her, and I'm like, yo, this shit feels huge. The Ben's chick, because she was talking to Lee, going back, because they light skin and they right. setting some shit up. They were talking for like 45 minutes. I literally <laughs> left them. I'm like, oh, I'm out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you made a best friend. I'm out of here. Because she's really, like, trying to buy. She was trying to get her to lease some other. I'm like, yo, I'm y'all do that. I, I'm out of here. <laughs> but I was standing next to the new G-Wagon, and I'm yeah. like, yo, this shit is like, it just feels huge. She was like, compared to the old G-Wagon body, it's five inches wider four inches taller, and 22 comes standard now. And I'm like, yeah, this shit feels... J- it feels like a tank. It feels like a, uh infinity. The QX80, it feels like Like a that. huge like mammoth truck. It feels truck. huge, yeah. and it's a Benz. The grill is all redone. The dashboard is... I was like, yo, the new G-Wagon. It's the best shit I saw. Yeah. Like. And, of course, the doors, they was like, keep your, keep your nigga paws off. <laughs> and everybody that came up and tried to open the door handle, you would see the worker come with the with the rag. Right. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop touching. Stop touching. I was cracking up Don't off touch. of that. But um, we went on Friday in the day. Yeah. Best time. I will never go to a car show on the weekend ever again. When is it leaving? It's done today. Today's the last day? Yeah. Fuck. Like, the, um, the, the. I'd never go when school is out yeah. or, you know, people are off work. Because I, I drove past it the other day when I was working yesterday. Yeah. The foot traffic on Broad Street, on Arch I was just like, yeah, see, no, I can't do this <laughs> shit. But we went Friday during the day, and it was cool. It was low-key. Wasn't yeah. too many motherfuckers in there. And um, I've always perennially loved Lexus. I love Lexus. But, the, you know, the Japanese are really, really, like, they're really becoming Japanese. Like, they're making shit so small. Like, even the Lexus truck, the the LX570, yeah. it's huge. But the interior room is I, nothing. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you what did have the best interior room I saw, the GL43S. The GLE? Yeah. The 40, you know, it used to be the 450? Yeah. They stopped the 450, now it's the 43 and the 63S. Oh, so they just killed off the, the 450, 450 all the So it's the 43, which is a bi-turbo now. Yeah. And then the 63S Ooh. is the bi-turbo with the, it's the twin-turbo V12 or whatever. Yeah. Fuck. That shit is 150. <clears throat> fuck that. But the 43, nigga, the room on the, I, I always like kind of threw it off like it's a woman's truck. Yeah. That shit is gigantic on the inside. I was just like, yo, and I, I am a lot smaller now because I fit in a Corvette. So oh, that's, shit. that's pretty lit. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm going to buy myself a car this year for my birthday. I'm stopping renting cars. I'm trying to get either a CLS 53 or uh the GLE. So I'm I haven't seen the new GLE. Oh, that fuck god damn. That's the Raptor. That's what I'm on right now. They like 80 uh, base is like 54, but when you up, start putting the packages shit and on shit, it, yeah. you can go up to the one I saw was like 70. Damn. But um, yeah, I know I'm the Raptor is that that's that's just beautiful. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm thinking I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a Benz one way or another. If I don't buy a pickup truck, oh my god, that's the new G wagon. That shit is nuts. Dog, the new G wagon. It's the best shit I saw in there the other day. Fuck, that shit is awesome, dog. One hundred and forty grand. One hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, no, that was nice. And um, oh, Uzi. Uzi's yeah. car collection is out of this world. Did you see the video? I said, yeah, yeah, dog, fucking it up. Just like beyond fuck. Like that's getting how much did he get? For? Nineteen million from Live Nation. Get nineteen M's. Might need nineteen whips. <laughs> a whipper, a whipper, a whipper M. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, the car show was pretty fly. Um, like I said, that's the uh the Sierra Denali. Wow. Yeah, real, real shiny. 
chrome the fuck out. Yeah, but I'm a pickup motherfucker, so it's like I, I know I want to pick up. Yeah, my man put a video up in the new the 2019 Ram, and he was showing the the, uh, the, da- the dashboard dash is on crazy shit. on that shit. The they had a Ram there, they had the new Rams, and uh they they all didn't have power running to them. The one that did have power to them had like. Four young nappy-headed niggas <laughs> sitting in there, and they wouldn't get out the ram. Like literally, they got in and like cut the music on, and they was just in there. Yeah, they making videos. And I walked around the whole <laughs> Dodge. I got a story about making videos. I walked around the whole Dodge uh, section. Yeah, I saw the Hellcat. They had an SRT Durango, which the SRT Durango is dope. You're paying for the engine. Yeah, because the sticker price is seventy. All right, you pay seventy grand. You know you're getting that three ninety two, that four hundred and fifty four horses, strong as fuck, all wheel drive. But once you get in it and close the doors, it's like, this is a Durango. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, even with like the SRT Chargers or the uh, remember the SRT three hundred said yeah. pop. SRT, the three hundred is a luxury car. Yeah. So it's like as much as niggas tried to play them, the three hundred was like the top of the line for Chrysler. Yeah. So once you got the SRT three hundred, it had full on. Everything like yeah. full on luxury. That's a beautiful car. So and they discontinued. The, but like the SRT Charger, the Hellcat, you can get a Hellcat right now for like fifty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a sixteen, seventeen with yeah. low mileage, you can get one for fifty, low fifties. But to go and get a SRT Durango for seventy five, and then you got to pay the gas guzzler tax. Yeah, it's like no. once you do that, you spend an eighty grand, and it's like to spend eighty thousand on a Durango. It it has to hurt when you actually get it home, yeah. and you like. I kind of could have got a CLS. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the I tell you what, I really like the smaller, the C43s, the the C class. Oh, coupe, for sure. That shit is all. That shit is a machine. It's a machine, dog. It, it's a fucking rocket. It, yeah. it's, it's a fucking machine. And it's like the the chick was like, that shit starts at 51. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you get that and put what you want in it. You spending less than the SRT Durango. Yeah. I'm like, God damn. You know what I mean? So it's like, you really got to contemplate when you buy these big yeah, ass. fucking right. Like the, the, the Trackhawk. The Trackhawk. 92,000. The one they had there, the sticker on it was 96. So it's like, yo, you spent 100 for a, a Jeep Cherokee. And that motherfucker going to depreciate 32%. It's like, you know, you can go get like a Maserati for that yeah. same, you know what I mean? Like, And again, it's like you paying for the engine, but no pedestrian needs 707 horsepower. Doug, Hennessy. You're going to wrap that bitch. I was on, because I was looking at the Raptor packages that Hennessy does. So it made me go like into the website and look it yeah. up. Hennessy does a Trackhawk package where it takes the 707 and turns it into a 1085. And I'm like, the fuck you need 1,100 horses in a family truck? <laughs> You're going to die. You're going to kill somebody. <laughs> You're going to die. You can't survive that type Bro. of crash. Yeah. Zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds. No. Like, fam. That shit is out of zero. This. Think about this. The... The 911 Turbo S is 0 to 60 in 2.7. They have it registered at the from the dealership at 2.8. The people was like, realistically, it's closer to 2.6. So the dude was like 2.7. is like yeah. where... So 0 to 60 in 3 seconds in a 3,000-pound coupe Porsche kind of makes sense. 0 to 60 in 3 seconds in a 5,500-pound truck... That's scary as shit. Yeah. Because if you lose control of this, it's you over. can kill 30 people. Yeah, <laughs> like, easy. Real talk. So having 1,100 horses in a fucking Yeah, that shit is dumb. Like, I'm in love with the new CLS. I love it. I, they had one I, of them there. I, I watched a shit ton of videos about it. The 53 AMG is a 
uh, as a bi-turbo V8, yeah. and they have some new filtration system or whatever like that to keep the gas mileage like pretty decent on that shit, and they're like a buck. And, you know, I get the fucking Mercedes-Benz family discount and all that shit. It's like 12.5%, and I'm going to be able to lease the motherfucker. So it's like, all right, I could probably get in that drink for like $1,000 a month for yeah. fucking three years. That's cool. And it's not 1,100 horsepower. I don't need that shit. Like, I, but I want you know the 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 AMG package and the styling is just so much better yeah, than better. like the base model. It almost like forces you into that shit. Yeah. The, um. Nah. You know, I'm a car nigga, so it's like I watch auto auctions and I'm always reading about cars. So it's like for me, you know, I get a different experience out of the shit because I like really like learning about different how different shit is built and done. Yeah. Like, you know, I found it interesting that the LaFerrari has. 140 horses come in electric and then 760 come in old school. So it's a total of like 980. Yeah. But if you're in first gear, you're not burning gas. I was like, that's fucking nuts. Exactly. Because you can run first gear in that car up to like 50 miles an hour. Yeah. So it's like, you essentially can drive that shit and not burn fucking gas. Exactly. I mean, granted, the car costs $4 million. <laughs> so, but, but it's like, yeah. You like, get what you pay for. Like that type of shit <laughs> yeah. is like insane to me. But, um,. No, it was cool. It was definitely a a, a, a nice little joint. That was like the only joint I didn't get a chance to get in was the Ram, which I was kind of like upset about because them niggas just wouldn't get out the car. <laughs> but you just made me think about that. You said walking. They was filming a video. All right. So when I was driving a 5040 the other day, right, last trip after I've been super annoyed all day, coming down Cambria, I get to Janie and Cambria, which is right before like Aramingo and Cambria yeah. in the Badlands. Ambulance is fucking blocking the street. They're somebody's dying or overdosing or something in the fucking house. So they gotta bring him out. So I can't go nowhere. So I get off the fucking bus and I'm just like, come on. Like last trip, now I gotta deal with this right. shit. So they're bringing a the guy out on a stretcher. In the midst of it, you hear music playing and a nigga comes walking around the back of the ambulance and he's rapping. So I'm just thinking he got his music playing on, like, you know, people walking around with their phones yeah, playing music. Yeah. So, but then I realized he he has his hands are like this. He's doing this, and he's rapping. So I'm just like, the fuck? Then the bull comes from behind the ambulance filming with, with the, with the big-ass deuce camera <laughs> filming the shit. So I'm just like, where am I at right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's happening? They walk right through the bus. <laughs> Right through the ambulance and rapping and like getting the shit on film as they're bringing a motherfucker out the house. Shit get real in the field. Whatever. Niggas getting smoked, bro. Whatever. (laughs) They they walk the fuck off. I'm like, all right, yeah, I got to get the fuck out of here. So they get the boy in the ambulance. They pull the fuck off. They go ahead. I finally can move now. So the 54 goes down Cambria. When you get to Richmond Street, it wraps around Richmond and comes back up Somerset to Kensington. I come up Somerset. I cross Frankfurt in Somerset. It's an ambulance and a fire truck there. I'm like, God damn, I got to sit again. Like, what the fuck is going on down here? Popped a break. It was like three motherfuckers above. I'm like, yo, I can't. I was already 15 minutes late from sitting on Cambria. I'm like, I can't go nowhere. I got a fucking ambulance. Fucking, they call it uh, EMT activity. I can't fucking. Yeah. I'm sitting there. They all in the house. And the ambulance motherfucker parked awfully. Because I could I could have got past him if yeah. he was all the way over. But they just stopped in the middle of the street. Whatever. So I get off the bus. I'm on my phone because we can't be on a bus on our phone. I get off the bus. I'm standing there texting. It's the bus, the ambulance, fire truck, and two cop cars. I'm like, yeah, this shit going to be a minute. I call control. I'm like, I can't move. They're like, all right, let us know when you get moving. So I'm standing on my phone. I hear the music start playing again. I look up. <laughs> they walking through this situation. The nigga filming it. I'm like, how the 
fuck are y'all just walking around Kensington looking for police and ambulance activity so you can film your rap video in That's front of fucking hilarious, <laughs> I man. Believe that shit. I'm like, yo, I really am in hell. <laughs> like, this is the weirdest place on the planet. They came walking through the, and the bull was cracking the fuck up. It's like he had a couple uh I guess you call them roadies or whatever. Yeah. The boom boy was cracking up. Like, yo, did we just see you over? <laughs> like, yeah, dog. I can't avoid y'all niggas tonight. But, um, yeah, that was the one little... You made me think about that when you said walking around <laughs> filming videos and shit. But uh, what else did we have on the... Uh... Oh, Brady's the GOAT. Brady is definitely the GOAT, man. Didn't I tell y'all last week? Hey, man. Derek Golf fucking sucks, man. No, nah, I don't... What it was was Bill Belichick put together a pressure that just he didn't have time to think like i'm not even trying to be funny yo the best quarterbacks ever when you hitting three-step drops and it's two fucking line linebackers fuck linemen van oy and hightower were through that that uh line every fucking Time. Belichick had defensive schemes that he hasn't used all year. Oh, used it that they, game. They, Van Oy, I don't, I don't even understand how Van Oy and Hightower didn't have like ten sacks yeah. between. They were at him. And they knocked him down nineteen times. Yeah, that's just not normal. And the O line for the Rams is not better than their defensive line, but their O line is good. Yeah, Belichick just had him stifled. It was nothing. He that interception he threw, the ball got hiked, and Van when he. Picked his head up. <laughs> Van Oy was in the air like this. Right. He was on him already. <laughs> they were just hitting holes that just, it was nuts. So, me personally, people complained about it. I actually liked the game. I like games like I that. I fell asleep on that shit. Five of time, like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, I was like, yeah, I'm tapping out. I went and laid in my like, bed and went to sleep. I don't like the, the, the 40 to 45 games where it's just endless scoring. Because it's, it's not really competitive. It's just we letting the ball go. That shit was... Belichick, it wasn't even the, the the Rams versus the Patriots. It was Belichick versus Wade Phillips. Yeah. So and I can respect that type of shit. It was just who's gonna outsmart one another on the defense. That was definitely a chess match. I thought that, you know, Sean Mc, Sean McVay got looked very, very pedestrian. He got outcoached badly. And uh he just didn't have any adjustments or wasn't able to, you know, to tweak the fucking offense and um and find a way to, you know, get get the fucking ball in the end zone. Like, yeah. They, like, had, like, nine straight punts or some shit like that. Nine straight. The, I, honestly, like, Rob was saying it during the game. Um, If the Rams do somehow win this shit, like, punter might got to win MVP. Because, right. he, you know, he broke the, the longest punt in Super yeah. Bowl. Like, he was literally fucking them up every yeah. single punt. Like, putting them in, like, the worst position they could possibly be with yeah, the they punt. They got the ball at the one and the two a couple times, like, consistently. The punter was on the money. Like, he wasn't fucking around, but they just couldn't get that ball in the end zone. Like, and one thing I thought was crazy was, like, even, like, as much as they hated on Gronk, that pass Brady threw to Gronk Holy was, shit. like, poetic of just them. Like, timeless perfect execution yeah. like when they might not be good for a couple plays for a couple downs for a couple quarters but when he needs to make the perfect play it's like the Chiefs game when he has to hit Gronk on third and long yeah. it's him. he gonna find him that ball it broke before Gronk spun like Gronk was still going this way and hadn't turned yeah. the <laughs> ball was dropping in to where only he could get that shit perfection Sure. Hey, uh, before we get done, do you want to talk about Twenty One Savage? Yeah, because I, I think that's a serious situation, man. I didn't like we. 
we kind of thought it was like fun and games, but then you realize like, damn, this, this is a lot of layers to the situation. Okay, so basically, like the whole situation is that you know he was of all fucking days he was detained by ICE on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, people out there, please pay attention and stay woke to the fact that the federal government is deploying its forces on people on Sundays more and more and fucking more. Mm-hmm. And it's become a pattern. They locked up Takashi 6ix9ine and, G- and well, Treyway on a fucking Sunday, a federal sting. Then they did the ice shit with 21 Savage in Atlanta. Uh, but basically this was a, like a targeted strike. And somehow, some way from a recent arrest, it triggered an investigation into his uh, citizenship or whatever mm-hmm. like that, and they found out that, you know, he does not have uh, legal citizenship here in the United States and that he's basically was living here since he was seven, came here from the U.K., been living here since he was seven, went back to the U.K. in 2005 for a few months with his parents, came back here and has been here ever since. Mm-hmm. They said in 2017 he applied for a U visa, which is basically meaning like a uh, a, a victim, you should be granted citizenship based on being a victim of trauma. He was involved in the shootout. He was shot. His best friend was murdered, blah, blah, blah. So that's still pending from 2017. There's no resolution on that. So his people are saying that based on the fact that he applied for a visa, whatever, whatever, um, he should be granted a stay based on an immigration hearing and not locked up and detained at an ICE facility. Mm-hmm. They're saying that he's locked down on 23 and 1. Like, really, it's like 23 and a half and 30. Like, he gets to come out, stretch, whatever, eat, all that shit, and he goes back into a fucking cell in a detainment center. And it's a really, really unfortunate situation because now, on top of the fact that he is locked up, he's being held and all of this shit, ICE has been engaging in, like, media warfare trying to turn the people against him mm-hmm. saying like, Oh, his life is a, a facade and a lie. And he's not what he appears to be. And he's really from the UK and all this shit. And like really trying to like damage his character. as far as the public perception goes to get people on their side to say, Oh, this is a justifiable thing that they're doing. And um, it's just like a crazy unforeseen situation that nobody saw coming. And um, he's in a bad way right now. And, um, you know, people have talked to him. They said he's in good spirits and all that. He's you know, has heard about, like, all the support that people have been giving him. There's a change.org petition going around right now. Um, people signing it in terms of, uh, you know, trying to get them to grant him an immediate, like— now they, they say Jay-Z got him a lawyer, though. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So instead of— getting on social media and putting up a bunch of free 21 posts and all this bullshit, Jay-Z went and hired the best immigration lawyer that he can to deal with this shit and to try to get it going. And we've talked about Muhammad Ali on the show before we talked about Jim Brown and stuff like that. And what makes you, part of what can make you the greatest is the things that you do outside of your industry and your talent and what you're good at. Mm -hmm. And Jay-Z was already widely considered by most people not Matt as the goat but stuff you see stuff like this no don't say that Jay-Z's the greatest person to come from rap I like that he's just there's no way around it um, he's just not a better rapper than Biggie I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that but he's a lot of people's goat 
Yeah, I got him as the GOAT. Yeah, but he's he, the greatest. He solidified himself in culture now on a different level by the social justice things and the fact that he's so accessible and so willing to help everybody. Like he's literally putting his money where his mouth is mm-hmm. time and time again and not being like a fucking miser and somebody that has just got all of this money and you're not using it for the greater good of helping people. Mm-hmm. He got he paid six million dollars for Meek's legal defense him to get him out of together. him and Mike Rubin together. Yeah. Um he's hired an immigration attorney for Twenty One Savage. Him and Beyonce made multiple, multiple, multiple anonymous donations to Black Lives Matter in Houston, in Dallas, he and in out Baltimore. All the for the Freddie Gray shit. For the Freddie Gray shit. Um and it's like over and over and over again, you start seeing him popping up. And he's not running to the media with this shit. It's just that what he's doing is so phenomenal that people are reporting on it. And it I just, don't think Jay know how to work social media. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just talking about the media as a whole. He like, didn't know what Snapchat was. <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah. So... You know, it's, it's stuff like this that shows you, you know, that, you know, there's still a few people out here that really care it just in general about the well-being of the culture, as they say, mm-hmm. and are really willing to stick their neck out and help people and do shit like that. Like something else dope that Jay did, throw the Rock Nation brunch out the fucking window, mm-hmm. whatever. That is what it is. That's a, a picture out. But he put together, him and Emery put together a pre-Grammy celebration for Nipsey Hussle celebrating the fact that he's got a rap album of the year nomination and all of that shit and really celebrating his body of work and his entrepreneurship and saluting him because this is somebody that's been around since 2009 and he's just now putting out his debut album in 2018 but it was so impactful that it's got all of these different people rallying around his situation didn't jay buy like 100 copies of Uh, the thousand dollar joint or a hundred copies of the of a thousand copies of the hundred dollar album. Yeah. yeah, he spent hundred thousand. Yeah, he spent a hundred thousand with him. Yeah, Vic, Vic, not Victory. Like, that was Crenshaw. Nipsey Hussle had an album that was a hundred dollars, and I remember everybody went crazy like yeah. what? And people were like, who the fuck's paying a hundred dollars for a Nipsey album? And Jay was like, give, give me, no, give me a thousand of them. He bought a thousand. Yeah, he bought a thousand of them. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah, give me. All right, yeah, cool. Give me a thousand. This is brilliant. Give me a thousand. And that philosophy came from. I'm. I'm still finishing the book now. A book called Contagious by Jonah Berger, who's mm-hmm. a, a Wharton business professor, and he talks about you know, uh, business concepts that make things go viral. And he taught. And he's made an amended version talking about Nipsey Hussle's hundred dollar album. Since sort of then. like the girl who uh, was doing $270 braids. I saw that blow up on yeah. uh, Instagram last week. And it's like, oh, my God, who the fuck's paying $270 for braids? And I'm like, what's crazy is she going to find somebody because this shit is everywhere now. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, it made enough of a splash that now it's like, all right, now all I need is 10 people to give me 270 And now I made... 2700 yeah. as opposed to doing all of these you know what I'm saying so it's like it it depends on how you look at shit and um in something else that's interesting about the book the contagious book like they, when the, the La Ferrari cost 4 million dollars exactly the niggas who's up is like I need that I need the La Ferrari <laughs> yeah. yeah something else that's interesting about the the contagious book is that they talk about one of Michael Rubin's companies in there Rula okay. La okay. and they talk about how it went from like a regular run of the mill like online clothier to being like this premier destination because they just changed the fucking name. My man Steve was talking about the same concept you're talking about. I don't know if he read that book, but he was talking about that concept. Like if you can build a brand on something to a certain point 
and it has a certain price point, you'll attract people just because. He price. was like, you ever hear Lil Wayne talk about when he got the Bugatti? Lil Wayne didn't say, I need a car to go 285 miles an hour. He ain't say, oh, I need a car that got two engines. I didn't need a car that had a key ignition here and a key ignition on the floor. He's like, Lil Wayne said out of his own mouth, they got a car that costs a million dollars. I need it. Yeah. This shit costs a mil. What's up? Where you at? Come through. I'm like, yeah, you ain't lying. Like, that shit is real, dog. Like, yeah. you literally build your shit up to the right joint. You can charge a soda be 30 cents or it could be $30. $30. It's to be the same. You know what I mean? That shit is real. So, like, we put it to for everything full circle. Gucci t-shirts is $930. They are. You know what I mean? So... I think the most expensive one I bought was like seven fifty. That shit got a big ass Donald Duck on it, embroidered yeah, on it. That shit called say the, Gucci at the bottom. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 that shit is that shit is heavy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. The joint I saw that was nine thirty was the Three Little Pigs joint, all embroidered, yeah. all that shit. Yeah, so they put the work into the product, man. Yeah. I got nothing spend else. Spend seven figures a year on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Might as well put some work into Yo, it. Yo, fucking the close this shit out. Young, did you see Young Dolph around Christmas time? He was like, uh, he's like, he was opening gifts on Instagram, and he was like, oh man, Dolce and Gabbana, he's 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 Dolph Gabbana this year. <laughs> so he's like, yo, Dolce and Gabbana sent me a Christmas present. Let me see what they got. And he opened it. He was like, man, I spent six figures with these people. They sent me a goddamn muffin. Through <laughs> 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 the muffin, sent me a goddamn muffin. You got anything you want to throw out there? Uh, no, nah, man, I'm good. Uh. Yeah, I don't got no events, no shit like that coming up, man. You know, y'all in Southwest Philly this weekend, come see me at Vanny. I'll be in there fake working, doing a bunch of nothing. And uh, that's pretty much all I got, man. Shout out to my man, uh, my man Corey from uh, Nothing But Furniture. I promised I would give him a shout out last show. I lied. He gave me a real good deal on my furniture. I had to jewel him down, but okay. he gave me a phenomenal deal on Wait, some uh, furniture new furniture for my homegirl. Uh, it's called Nothing But Furniture. Okay. Yeah. Is, is it a store? He he he's con- he doesn't have his own store. He's connected to a store, but literally because he doesn't have the infrastructure, having the store, he don't have that overhead. You got the best prices in the tri-state, what? hands down. Oh, and he deliver, yeah. yeah. He got he got my home girl a whole new bedroom set, uh, dresser, mirror, end table, brand new bed, mattress, fucking uh, new living room set, like beautiful living room set. Everything was like three racks. Delivered, installed the whole shit, and he took his own trash out. Shout out to Corey. Yeah, give him my guy. Yeah, shout out uh, Rob Rod, at the game right now at the uh, Sixers Lakers game. I was gonna go to the game. Fucking Slick found me some tickets, and then I was like, oh, I got to I wanted to go, but once LeBron wasn't playing, I kind of fell back. Oh, LeBron not playing? No, he is playing. But like, remember LeBron was out for like oh, yeah, three yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. So once he was actually he was about for about a month, month and a week, about five weeks. Yeah. And once he was out, I just I like kind of just like it Put slipped it my mind, mind yeah. and I looked up and was like, damn, February tenth be here before I fucking know. And yeah. you know, I wanted some Corsair Jones. Somebody I knew had some for two grand. I just was like, I just it time it came and I just like I'm not spending four thousand for that shit yeah. today. But uh I don't know. One of these me we was talking, me and Jules, shout out Jules. We was uh talking about going to LA because I gotta go to LA, said Corsair one of these fucking days. But uh 
Yeah, no, he's down there. Oh, Jazz had hit me. She wants a shout out. Podcast Jazz. Fucking, uh, <laughs> she's talking about po- yeah. Jazz's fucking Twitter is hilarious. Yeah, she's fucking. I haven't seen it, but I, I heard it's going down over there. Twitter. <laughs> I heard it's going down. Her Twitter there. this week was just a Yo, riot. Twitter this week was a shit show. I heard man. it was a riot, man. Like, And it was funny. Everybody always hits me with what's going on <laughs> on Twitter and IG, and I just be like, glad I'm not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm glad. I almost, like I said, I almost came back on IG yesterday. I had a weak moment. And, um, <laughs> no, nah, because I saw this girl on Facebook and she had posted her Instagram. And I was like, okay, cool. And I, I went on the podcast page, yeah. typed it in, but it was private. And I was like, she ain't going to accept this job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know what she will accept, though. And I was, like, I was like, no, slow the fuck down. There's no reason to go back over there right now. <laughs> so I chilled. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll be back next week. Um, like I said, we're going to figure out a new time with the whole runs changing shit. Yeah. But um, I'm good. Today was cool. Yeah, today was good, man. Fucking your, your man getting hooked on drugs is hilarious. Yeah, man. That, that's a sad. His, his life, our entertainment. He's doing phenomenal now. You know, he <laughs> got a nice a, job. He's back. back. Yeah, yeah, he bounced back. But them couple years where it was just like every time <laughs> you've seen, he was just like, he would say something. You was just like, wait, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, shit was wild. He sold me sheetrock. Stay away from drugs and take care of your kids. Let that be the theme. That just, just changed the name of the show. Sheetrock Chronicles. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> let that be the theme today, man. Be in your kids' lives. Help out your children's mothers. Try to take care of your community and stay off of the drugs. I got nothing else. Peace. Yeah. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.